And we're back for TCP again. We weren't here last week because, you know, we decided to record six videos to cover, what, one and a half or maybe two weeks worth of uh, stuff that we just, and then the next week we just disappeared. So, you know, we went hardcore for a week and a bit, and then, then we didn't do an episode at all, and now here we are. Um, and fun fact, we're also going to do another episode this week, so you're going to get a double up because we missed out on a week. So we're going to record this one. I have another one ready as well for the previews. Uh, we couldn't not do an episode though because beta happened, more roster moves happened, and just news in general that we needed to cover. So when you look at some of the news, you probably already looked at the sidebar. We have a bunch of APAC stuff happening, um, Valiant stuff, Chengdu stuff, and of course we gotta we gotta get in brother on the. I don't know which corner he's in this time around. But, uh, in the bottom left this time. In I the think. bottom left, brother, in the bottom yeah. left corner to <laughs> tell us everything he knows about the infamous hacker on Valiant, <laughs> which I'm sure no one really knows too much about. I know a little bit about him, but we'll, we'll get there soon. But the main bulk of today's discussion is going to be about the beta. And no, Joe's not here. So we have three people. We still have three people, but no Joe plus Kenobi. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I am I am glad to be here again to uh, fill in for Joe, who unfortunately is not here. But hey, you know you have another you know Chinese contenders or Chinese Overwatch stand with you today, as you do. So you know I'll be filling that role of Chengdu Bob as we go through this episode. And, because, and there will uh, be Chengdu there Bob will is, be stuff about Chengdu today. Yeah, Chengdu's on. So, Chengdu Bob is on some. Uh, it's a pretty big copium right now. I would say uh, there is a lot of copium going around the Chengdu facility at the current. Yeah, well, they got a lot of that gone. They don't have a lot of money around the facility, but they do have a lot of copium. <laughs> lots and lots of copium. Giska? Yeah, I mean... You enjoyed your time? I enjoyed my time with the Chengdu news? No. <laughs> um, I'm actually physically hurting from this. It, it's... Right. I, I, I still... I mean, honestly, like, the way they, they did release the players makes... A lot of sense. I just don't want it to. That's my take on it. Yeah, I mean, you lost your precious Apreta. You know, yeah. your first first round draft. Yeah. In the rookie draft, you know. Yeah. Potential rookie of the year candidate. Yeah. Oh, I mean, not even potential. I mean, he was going to be, he was going to be rookie of the year candidate for sure. I think like, there was no doubt now in my mind. Most likely teamless. Yeah. So, what the fuck? Oh, and, so sad. and with that, we're going to kick off the episode by baiting you into thinking we're going to talk immediately about Chengdu, uh, in which case, if you've been successfully blue-balled, you can look in the show's description to find the exact timestamp to go to the Chengdu news, and then come back for the Overwatch 2 beta news, if you are that inclined to really get into Chengdu stuff. But we will be properly talking about that in a moment. We're going to start with beta, though, so without further ado, episode 229. Brought to you by Battlecry, Refine being Bronze Bot, Buhal, Chari, Commissioner, Picasso, Chris R3444, Cash67, Lolshin, Porkchop, Sammy, Rick, Sane, Volamel, Smooth Nuts, and Your Misery. So by now, there's been how many days about it? We've been there for a few days now, three or four days, give or take. Longer if you've obviously, by the time this video goes out and you've seen this, um, everyone here on the panel today has had a chance to play the beta. I've obviously played the alpha as well. Um, and last time we talked, obviously the beta wasn't out yet, but I believe was, uh, the alpha, um, 
was it alpha news yet? Was the uh, embargo lifted or no? I can't remember. No, no. Last no. time we talked. Well, last time, last time you guys talked, I don't know. Last time I was here, it wasn't. There was I know that. Problem. But does, yeah. does Jessica remember I, last I, episode? I think it wasn't lifted. It wasn't even lifted. So I didn't, we didn't get to talk about alpha last time. Yeah. So we got a lot to catch up on. So, you know, um, it's not that much to talk about with the alpha. It's basically the same as the beta. To be fair, a couple changes here or there, not too many. Um, so the first thing I guess we can sort of look at is, I mean, I'll just go over the facts. We'll go over some of the details about what the beta is. So we start on the 26th. On the first day, there were no drops. Uh, the drops didn't start until the second day for whatever reason. I'm not too sure why they did that. It would have made more sense if drops were on the first day, but whatever, I appreciated the viewership boost anyway. Um, I was part of the drops campaign. I sp specifically had to stream between 3 a.m. and I think it was 11 a.m. <clears throat> local my time, which was mm. really, really bad for me. Uh, it was really tired. And then I had to go to a meeting afterwards as well, which I was not pleased about. And Jeez. then I had to go to a tech meeting in the afternoon, so I barely slept. Uh, but then I had to do some Valorant casting the next few days, so I, I was like full Overwatch mode, and then I had to switch, and I guess now I'm done with that, I can go back to Overwatch mode. But, um, but yeah, so that happened. We had a really successful uh, beta drops event, which again only took place over eight hours. So you needed to specifically watch a curated list of streamers during an eight-hour period, of which you need to watch for four hours out of the eight hours, and you would get a guaranteed beta drop. And during that phase, we peaked. We being the entire Overwatch slash Overwatch Two category peaked at one point five million viewers, which is Certainly the highest Overwatch has ever had uh, in its entire history of, of a game. Um, and one of the highest that Twitch has ever had, generally speaking, uh, comparing it to, I think their highest would have been the Valorant one at 1.7, right? So we were getting there. XQC, I think, broke one of his own personal records. He got over 300,000 viewers just himself, mm -hmm. which is huge. And we had most of the big streamers that played Overwatch play again. Uh, some of the Tatman, Moon Moon was there. Um, and some other huge streamers like Pokemon was playing, Dr. Disrespect, Courage, all those fellas were in as well. And, and so it's not even just on Twitch, those, you got a lot of YouTube guys on there as well that were bringing viewership. So, yeah, fun day. That was like the peak of Overwatch in many, many ways. So it was a brilliant day. Mm -hmm. But now we're, it's almost a good thing that we decide to record now because we get to kind of, you know, see how things fared after it's cooled down a bit. It's cooled down quite a bit now, actually. So where are you guys at now? How, how did you react to the beta? <clears throat> what were your initial impressions of the beta? Just surface level for now. Um, and how are you feeling now, you know, nearly a week later, almost a week later? I think... I think... Oh, go ahead, Yusuke. Um, I think the... Like, playing the game, it feels definitely considerably different. Um, I think one thing that I noticed is, is like it feels less bad to play with players of varying skill levels because you feel like you have more agency at least currently in whatever meta game is happening. Um, and I'm I'm sure that to a de decent degree that is just true for Overwatch five v five with less shields now. Um, I, I, yeah, I think like it feels pretty samey in all other facts like it's it's still overwatch still plays very much 
in the same way it's just like shooting way less shields which is mm -hmm. much more fun um and yeah otherwise i think uh tank is way more fun now that's definitely something that i, I noticed um and i think house support plays is also not less fun for me so that's nice Yeah, I think when I... <clears throat> the lack of shields was something I definitely noticed like early on. Uh, it did feel... I mean, kind of wonder why people are like complaining that it's like, oh, this feels like Overwatch 1.5. It kind of wasn't really like touted as anything different. It's, it is, at its core, the same game, just moving into 5.5, and it feels like Overwatch, like Yiska said. I think one of the things that I, you know, takes some getting used to, at least for me, because I played Flex Tank when I played Overwatch 1 a lot of the time, I do miss a little bit the kind of dichotomy between the main tank and the flex tank. I think that that was something that I did enjoy from Overwatch 1 um, that I'm not getting in Overwatch 2, but it's not to say, like, that's just me, you know, getting used to the game. I think that eventually, you know, main tank or just tank in general, since there's only one of them now, is going to become a lot more um, easier to deal with. Uh, Arissa feels super fun. I don't mm -hmm. think I've played a tank that feels as fun as she has in a very long time. Um, I love the rework that they did with her. She's really strong, which I like. Um, Doomfist as a tank feels like... What I actually like a lot about the Doomfist rework is that, like, this Doomfist feels like you need to be very good at Doomfist or you're not going to be, like, good with him at all. Because, like, in... I think in Overwatch 1, as a DPS, you could just basically be like, you know, oh, I'm getting value off the fact that I'm going to one-shot someone no matter what. Like, especially if you're playing in, like, solo queue and, like, low elo, it's just like, yeah, if I know, like kind of the basic movements of, like, Doomfist, I can get away with just getting, like, one punch and trading one for one. You can't do that on this Doomfist. You have to actually, like, know what you're doing um, and know how to, like, use your cooldowns, use your movement effectively because of how... So I think Tank is... I really like what Tank has been, um, at least from what I've played. DPS to me, especially in quick play, feels like I pick everything, and then if I don't pick Soldier, I'm at threat of losing the game because Soldier is giga-busted right now. I think that... That character needs to be tuned down significantly at the current moment because I think he is super duper strong without the ability of just having a second tank to just rush at your face and, you know, the lack of shields as well. Um, but yeah, I just in, in kind of like a general sense with Overwatch 2, I do like the game a lot. I think that it's going to be hard for me to go back when we eventually, you know, when I eventually have to go back and play Overwatch 1, it's going to be kind of a culture shock because it's going to feel very very different and i don't know if i'll like it as much as i'm liking overwatch 2 i actually just address one thing i actually felt like doomfist was more forgiving in overwatch 2 as a tank than as a dps because it's harder to punish you have a lot more survivability just the hp difference is one thing um the power block being able to defend and you know mitigate damage is huge as well um uh, so but you still have to know how to like move with him, is what I feel yeah, like. He's to, still to a high value, skill, uh, still yeah. a high skill ceiling character for sure. But I, I couldn't play Doomfist and Overwatch one at all because I found him quite hard to play. And mm -hmm. you make any mistake, you get, you just get punished. You die pretty quickly. Um, you have a lot of mobility, but you get focused really hard, and you don't have the HP pool to survive. And Overwatch two, because of your own damage mitigation and um, your ability to have more health to play through, um, and just the mechanics being slightly easier. The fact that I just have to jump in like a Winston jump, which is I can just use my monkey brain to do, makes things a lot more uh, easier at an entry level for me. So 
I think they've kept a lot of the skill ceiling while maybe lowering the skill floor just a tad, just enough for people mm-hmm. like me to get in as a tank, as a mainly tank player. So I had that experience. My my general experience in Overwatch 2 is maybe a little bit more skewed because I had also played in the alpha, so I had maybe an extra month of playtime or thereabouts more than the people that only came in during beta. So I was already used to the 5v5 dynamics and the way 5v5 structure works. Um, Also, I spent a lot of that time in scrims as well. So kind of discovering the game and learning the game with the pros at the same time. And obviously that accelerates your approach to the game and your understanding of the game. Um, So by the time I got into beta, I I wasn't really experiencing things new for the first time. It was kind of just refining what I already knew. So I didn't get that um sort of initial exposure but i guess i can sort of maybe speak to it from the position of when i first played 5v5 in alpha yeah it was a pretty different experience i wasn't obviously used to the one tank thing um and how all of that worked uh, and i was discovering the nuances with having one less tank and what that meant because it's not like they just deleted a character the game play and the space and how everything works changes quite a lot with one less tank um, as you even said, just you know, one less person to peel for you, one less person to shut down a soldier makes a big difference. And funny enough, soldier wasn't getting any game time early on in Alpha. It took a while for people to discover that he was good. He didn't get any changes, didn't get any buffs, wasn't touched at all. Hmm. He has a DPS pass over the move speed, but everyone, all the DPS have that. Uh, no one expected soldier to be good until I guess team started experimenting and trying stuff out, and then eventually he started catching was- on it. I was going to ask you, was that because Sojourn and Tracer were so good that they didn't want to play Soldier and they just thought that Sojourn... Because I know, like, Sojourn well, and Tracer got nerfs, like, in the alpha. True, yeah. Um, was it because that, like, that like people were just, like, Sojourn and Tracer are just, like, must-picks, we don't really want to play Soldier? A lot of it is, like, people have things they're already good at and ideas in their mind of things they're bringing over from Overwatch 1 that should work in theory. So Tracer was really good. Tracer was really good. I think Tracer's still fine. She's just harder to get value because of the damage difference now. What is it, four damage instead of five or something? It's uh, five instead of six. Oh, uh, yeah. Either way, yeah. She lost a point of damage, which is yep. which makes a big difference in the in the lot bigger scheme of things. But Sojin was, com- was very strong in the alpha. She was exceptionally powerful. Everything she did was better. Just about her entire kit got nerfed for beta. Pretty much every single piece of um, ability, every every ability she has pretty much got nerfed. So, yeah, she was wildly strong. She was like a must pick in alpha for, I think, every single scrim, and I'd watch almost every single team. Mm. So, she was so good that there were brawl compositions. I'm talking like Ryan or Zarya with the Lucio, you know, Moira even running at you, Reaper style, and then randomly you just played Sojin just because she was good. She has no synergy with the brawl composition. She does nothing in the brawl composition at all, but she was simply too good to not play. That's how good she was. You yeah. know, it'd be like playing goats, but then there's randomly like a Widowmaker. Like, what does that do? But it just, Ash goats. just too fucking good. Just too good. You know, uh, that's what Sojin was in Alpha. So she got nerfed. Tracer got nerfed. And I think everyone started kind of experimenting with Soldier. And that's how the whole Soldier thing came about. Lucio caught on pretty quick. I, I think it was very early. Like, Within days, everyone's like already playing Lucio. 
So it was that fast. We went from like the, oh yeah, main support won't really be affected. Everyone's going to play double flex support. And then like three, two to three days in the alpha, people, we're already seeing like 100% pick rate for Lucio. It was that fast. So things change pretty quick. Um, it is. But overall, I think, go on. It is pretty interesting that Soldier took so long because does it not feel like if you're not playing Soldier right now, like you, you'd, You'd rather be playing soldier instead, <laughs> like there's in quick play right now. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I, I agree. Like, for instance, Orisa feels like a must pick in in quick play, but that's evidently no, not no, true. I in in uh, I counted her hard. Yeah, that's Someone evidently picks not Orisa, true. Then. I I destroy those Orisas as Azaria. Not close. Yeah, that's a one sided game for me. Yeah. <clears throat> so um. Yeah, but Soldier, just like the damage output that he's able to put on the... And it, it, I also feel like, you know, in the past that Soldier had like... Um, like he always had high damage. The problem was the finishing power. I feel like mm -hmm. in this game, like he finishes all the time. Like you just... I, I don't know what it is, if it's a lack of shields and like... You know that mm. that half a second that uh, a player was able to like hide behind someone, or if it's the off tank or whatever it is, but like he actually gets the job done now. If it's mm. like, it's good to know I that mean, I... it's good to know that he might be old, but he can still finish. Gone, Kenobi. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad someone took that uh, took that softball. I was gonna say like I feel like also like at least in QP, and this is like QP, so it's not you know ranked or you know high level play, but it's like playing anything else but soldier as a dps especially if there's a soldier on the other side feels so bad like honestly like like because at this point like tac visor is basically a fight winning ult no matter like when it's used i don't think i've ever seen someone beef it unless they're like you know turning their modder off but again without the la without the secondary tank being there you know in overwatch one soldiers ultimate sucked like it was no it was awful because diva would just run at you or sigma would put a shield in your face and then you just don't get any value with zoning ult. now it's just like you hit tac visor there's no shield in front of you at this point you're gonna at least get two kills if you're doing it correctly because unless like you know positioning has been the way it you know avoids that in some way which in high level play i could see that being a thing but in like in qp it like soldiers like feels like a must pick arisa feels like a must pick there are some heroes that i think are just like pub stompers that are going to be something that when we go to like ranked and when we go to high level play that probably will be countered in some way but at least in the beta it feels like if you're not playing like soldier if you're not playing orisa it's not going to be as fun as like you know especially if you like winning it's not going to be as fun yeah. so what was i last talking about i, I forgot now i think i was talking about 5v5 just generally speaking mm -hmm. um i made a tweet some people would have seen this i didn't expect this tweet to go as hard as it did but apparently it did to me, it was a bit of a throwaway tweet. I made it in response to just all the people. I mean, a lot of other people sharing their thoughts on 5v5 and 6v6 and what they what they liked better and all these kind of different thoughts and people complaining about 5v5, etc. And I said something along the lines of, after playing 5v5 for one and a half months, I will never be going back to 6v6 because fuck shooting shields are getting perma-stunned. That ain't a fun game to play. You know, give me a shooting game where mechanics matter. That's basically what I said. Um got some really interesting responses it was like a mixture i think it was like 50 percent of people agreeing with me and 50 percent of people were like no 6v6 was better uh Go to there's Valorant. no there's <laughs> no teamwork now you should just play Valorant. or you yeah. this is call of duty i'm like 
To be fair, playing the same game. To be fair, like your tweet is basically, you know, like one of those uh, posts of like the self-help hotlines. That's basically <laughs> for for assholes. You know, like you putting out that tweet is basically mean? like the the glue trap for every like moron that has had any grievances with that change. Hook line. Hook line sinkers. You, you, you now I do like debate. Real, man. I do like debate. That was classic bait, yes. Yeah. Bit of a masturbator. As you know oh, some of the responses I replied to, some of them I just couldn't even be bothered. It was just like too much effort for me. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the, it's such a weird position some people have where I feel like some people just have very binary responses, which is on, on the internet, who knew, right? Um, the people are like, oh, you know, like, there's no teamwork. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, I know. That's are you wrong. saying like, are you saying like you don't have four people on your team? Like, are you serious? Like, I mean, you, you still have team members that you have to work with. It's not like they removed everyone. It's not, it's not a fucking 1v1 game, is it? Like, you still need members in your team to, to help you and succeed. And it's funny they compare it to, like, Call of Duty. It's like, oh, just, you know, it's just Call of Duty. It's like, yeah, guess what? In Call of Duty, you need teamwork as well. Go watch CDL, motherfucker, for one day. There's so much teamwork involved. Like, what do you mean? Like, do you think there's no teamwork in Counter Strike? Are you joking? Like, you these people like these people talk about things with like no actual sub, no no context and no subtext at all. No like no substance of anything. It's like they've not they've never actually played. They sound like they've never actually played Call of Duty or Counter Strike, and yet they're trying to say like, oh yeah, it's just Call of Duty Counter Strike. It's like because you you haven't played those games. If you're saying these things, you haven't played those games. They're also basing it off QP beta, beta, yeah, which yeah. is like the game's not out yet. That's, the game is like yeah. the game is in quick play, so in ranked it'll look different. In Overwatch League it'll look different. Yeah. So like people who are complaining about like what the game state is, you're complaining about the game state in its potential. Like basically, it's most lowest chaotic form. form. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Most chaotic. I don't want to say lowest because sure. lowest has like a negative connotation to or, it. But like, I'll just say it, it is the lowest. I'll say it. Yeah. I, it's, I'm, it's, I'm happy it's, to be the okay. lowest. Okay, all right, Avril, you're the villain this time. It's it's basically like the the least comprehensive version of Overwatch is like five v five QP, and it's like it's it's not the finished product. And I think people need to probably you know get that through their heads is that like there is going to be, especially once we see Owl and once people understand what like Owl is playing, because there is usually that like. Um, connection between like what we see the players play on like the highest stage and what people are going to be playing in qp or in ranked whenever that is to come out like what happened what's happening now is like besides soldier being very good and that's kind of like what we heard from like scrims and stuff like anything like there could be people who are great at soldier and i saw a shy montage where post nerf he's still like goomba stomping kids in mm -hmm. qp and in the beta like there is still that possibility that we see a bunch of different things but to compare it to like counter-strike or say there's no teamwork like what game do you know that's a competitive esport that doesn't require it's teamwork? Funny. like it's funny because they they say oh it's deathmatch it's like counter-strike and they're like you've just you've completely lost credibility once you've said that <laughs> sentence it's like you you, you can't say deathmatch and counter-strike in the same sentence no, like you were really stupid if you fucking said that yeah like uh, that is the ultimate proof that you don't you've never fucking touched counter-strike in your life if that's the sentence that you've said like and the people responded to me saying shit like that i'm like my god 
I can't even. I, I'll lose brain cells. I'll lose brain cells. It's just like I know they're just parroting and just like they're just parroting each other. It's just this whole echo chamber of like, well, some other moron said it, so I'll just say the same thing he said without any actual knowledge of the same thing or knowledge of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but what the other thing I don't get is like, well, what's different? How is this more chaotic? Well, I could, well first of all, the bone I'll throw is that it is technically more chaotic because you know. It's new, and so people are just doing random shit. And when yes. things are new, and you don't know what mm-hmm. a defined meta looks like or a playstyle looks like, you're just kind of doing whatever. But I'm not gonna lie, playing Overwatch one quick play, not that different. People still doing random stuff. People not yes. working together. The TPS mm-hmm. and tanks running away from you if you're a support. Everyone just does their own shit. You have a Genji solo on a flank doing whatever the fuck he wants. You have a solo hog running to the other team doing whatever the fuck he wants. How is that not deathmatch? Tell yeah. me how that is not some. How is that not deathmatch in Overwatch 2 is? It's the same shit to me. Looks yeah. the same to me. Yeah. I can't tell the difference. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not, you know, I think people, you guys know that meme of like this like super high tech city. It's like, this is what Overwatch would look like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, blah. Yeah. It's just like this. <laughs> people think that's Overwatch 1. People think like they look at that meme or like the year 3000 city, they think that's Overwatch 1. And they think Overwatch 2 is just some like, you know, some shanty town. And I'm like, just like, what? You guys, you guys are all looking through like mega rose tinted glasses. If you think that, because everyone's like, "Oh, there's there's no team play now." I'm just like, "What team play exists in Overwatch One for you?" I'm not talking about the Overwatch League. I'm not talking about scrims. I'm talking about plat lobbies or quick yeah, play, yeah. where I never saw never. a shred of team play in my life. I've yep. never seen team no, play there. Oh, no, you're right. So please tell me, please tell me what teamwork is suddenly missing from the game. I I, I'll, I, I can't see it. I'll even say like whenever someone says like the uh the main tank off tank synergy, bro, don't lie. I've been in diamond lobbies. That shit doesn't exist. It doesn't. Like the diva is on there I mean, okay, playing like fucking cyber Genji. Like there's no <laughs> synergy, dude. Like nobody plays with synergy in this. There isn't, but like when I when I when I miss like what I missed it, I missed the tank synergy. I missed it like when I play with like friends and we both like you know rock the tank. I right. think that was something that I like yeah, yeah, yeah. enjoyed. And like also in like the highest with like Overwatch League, but like when I'm fucking playing QP solo tank diamond in Overwatch one, I'm lucky if I get a main tank with me and I'm playing flex yes. tank. I'm lucky. Because usually it's some doofus playing hog who just does nothing the entire game or, you know, picks Zarya when I'm already picking Sigma and we just don't do anything. So I, I mean, I, I don't know what what kind of teamwork these people are expecting in your diamond lobbies because you're not getting it. Sorry, it's going to be the, it's not going to be that different. The only difference is that this time there's only a singular tank. So like, what's up? Like what what are we doing here? What do you want? In some ways, the team play should be better with a solo tank because the one you tank kind of sits your own. Yeah, yeah. The one tank kind of sits your own. The whole team's pacing. You'll have to kind of follow one person. I mean, or oh, best of luck to you know if that person's good or not, but. That's the dice <laughs> roll you get in, in the team game like this. But you um, don't have to necessarily. Like, it, I feel like it's way more possible to be on the flank just unexpectedly with pretty solid, uh, like, ma- map and timing, map awareness and timing, and just, like, get right. on the tail and just, like, even if the tank is bad, like, you still can make a difference now. While before, like, now you have an off tank that's probably, like, shutting that shit down. I don't know. Like it's just like it's the whole. Here, there's a lot of positives to five v five. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I'm never gonna fit that in a 240 character tweet, but 
having, I think, here's the other triggering thing. This I didn't, I actually legitimately, this sounds false, but legitimately I did not think that this line would be triggering to people. But I said in my tweet, now we can finally have a game that's an FPS or something along those lines. And apparently that was the that was the part that really bothered people. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't think too much of it at the time. I like honestly, honest to God, and I'm atheist, but honest to God. Uh, <laughs> I so you know my word means something here. Is that I didn't think that was going to be a big deal. Like to me, I thought that would be pretty yeah. normal. Like it's a literal FPS game. You know, you're a first person shooter. You're shooting guns in the first person. Hello, it's an FPS game. And somehow. I ended up in an internet argument. I don't know why I decided to respond to this person, but I did because I'm a masochist, apparently. <laughs> um, and we we had a and I had to check myself to, to just just in case I was dreaming because it felt like I was in dreamland. I had a legitimate online discussion slash debate slash argument with a person about <laughs> whether Overwatch was an FPS game, and it devolved into the point where this person on the internet was trying to convince me that Apex Legends and Rainbow Six we're not first person shooters i'm not kidding i'm not okay, kidding then, yeah, this mean... person tried to convince me that apex legends and rainbow six were not first I mean, person yeah, shooters it's, it's over that's that the fucking level yeah, we yeah. got to that's that's the level of brain damage i had to work with no. i don't i couldn't i can't I mean, you understand can't, you can't you can't win with those people yeah. i mean at that point it's just like just i mean it's just yeah, they're, they're not eject from conversation that's just like that's just, yeah <laughs> Uh, like what I, is I, it? Is it is it the new strand type game from Hideo other, Kojima? Is that like other, what we're I, doing with Apex I nearly, now? Like I nearly booked myself in for the lobotomy sake. What's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, mean, what uh, what is the appointment? I was nearly there. I was like, just just end me. Just uh, get me out of this earth. Abduct I, where the UFOs abduct me. I want to get out. At what point? Like, wh how is that not an FPS? What is an FPS then? Is it like aim trainers now? Because yeah. those don't have abilities, therefore they are the only pure FPS experience. Like, what's the argument? You People, these people come back to me. They're like, "Oh, it's a, well, it's not an FPS. It's a MOBA FPS hybrid." I'm like, "Okay, oh my here's God. my response to you. Here's my response to you. There's one thing. There's only one thing Overwatch shares with a MOBA. Only one thing. Yeah, they're heroes. Yeah. Guess what? They, guess what? They don't share. They don't share laning towers, gold economy, items, leveling, minions, jungle, shops. <laughs> yeah. They don't share. No, it's, it's fucking." <laughs> Yeah, nah, they it's, don't share anything. They don't literally miss no They share one thing. Yeah. And nothing else. Yeah. No these motherfuckers, these motherfuckers, these motherfuckers coming was like, no, it's a 50-50 it's game. It's half MOBA, half FPS. What, because of one feature? Wake no, the yeah. fuck up. No, no, no. Wake the fuck up. Yeah. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> You've been playing FPS the entire time. Here, here's one thing about, about Overwatch, though. And I should probably be doing this into a feature, but okay, let's. I'm running the pitch by you. You're my editors. You, you're, you have to approve mm -hmm. the, of this idea. I don't okay. think I know a game that ever gained more by subtraction than Overwatch. And what by what I mean by that is we like if you think about Overwatch one, like we had fucking no hero limit. We had mm -hmm. like then we got roll queue. Then we, uh, the we subtracted uh, an off tank. Then we subtracted like shields, and all of these subtractions of like choice added to the gameplay experience and made them better. I think like the mm -hmm. I, I can't think of a game where taking away options actually added to the game experience more than Overwatch. Does that 
bring yeah, it I mean, through? I think that's I think that's fair. I think that the 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 thing is is though I think there were probably ways that could have been used to make those features like I think I think there like there were probably solutions to the problem that could have been made just like through changing some things instead of just like straight removing them. Like I think when we went from like when we were just at the end of goats, like there was that like small incremental change that like Shanghai was doing where they were changing like having this new composition and then when they won their stage, like I think there was a possibility that you could have just like had the meta shift completely away from goats instead of just like insta, you know, mm -hmm. roll locking. I think there were probably opportunities to change that, but however, I think all the changes that they made were good. I think Hero Limit, obviously a good decision for just the health of the game, because mm -hmm, yeah. I'm not going to play Overwatch with six Winstons, sorry. I'm not going to, you know, roll queue a good change, can, same can deal. I'm not going to play with just like a bunch of just like different people running some stupid shit yet, for yet, DPS. People uh, are still like, oh, they introduced roll queue. Why, why is roll queue in Overwatch 2? Uh. Yeah, yeah, I know. What? Because no, I don't want five. It's the same problem. What? I don't want five DPS running around my fucking lobby when I'm playing. I think, and, and you can't. And it's 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 literally impossible to stop that because yeah. I remember Overwatch one before the roll queue. It was a nightmare. You would go into a game, especially in yeah. plat, and you would just sit there and be like, "There's three. There's four people on DPS. Two of them are arguing about who wants to play Genji. You don't even have a healer on your team." Yeah. You need roll queue. It's a necessary other thing team, to keep the game alive. And then randomly, the other team has two to two, and you instantly lose the hero selection yeah. screen. You lose it's like right why then. even bother playing? You don't. Yeah, you don't you, at that point, quit. Like you, it is you a lose literal you, loss of draft. Your team is five DPS, and the other team is two yeah. supports, two tanks. Yeah. You just lose, and you yeah. just lose. I and I think it's fine to have that option. Like from in my mind, like always having a quick play, like no hero limit up. Knock yourself out. Like, just get into yeah. your mental asylum and just play that, you know, for all I care. But get that shit away from my rank play experience. Because it, like, Please. that that one actually, like, physically hurt me to try to get people onto one page. And it's like, the, I it's can't. not possible. And also, like, I, you have to not just, fe nobody feels this way in gaming, seemingly. But, like, I then have to feel responsible for your gameplay experience, you know? Like, if I'm... We now have to be in a social situation where we have to figure out whatever we are picking against what we find fun, and that social situation will always fa favor uh, people that are very... You know, selfish, and will always Yishka, be carried out on the. I paid forty dollars for the game, Yishka. I paid forty dollars yeah. for the game. Let me play what I want to play. Yeah. The best gaming experiences, I think, are the ones that are actually the most limiting. Because, and the reason for that is because there's a sense of direction in the game. Yes. Uh, look, I don't. I think sandbox games. I I think sandbox yeah. games are great. Yeah. Play Minecraft. Play GDA. Yeah. Play your sandbox games. It's fine, but. Those games are specifically designed, marketed, and meant to be sandbox games. Like the gameplay direction of sandbox games is to be a sandbox game. If your gameplay direction is not to be a sandbox game, then it better be fucking direct in another in yeah. another direction. Because what is it then? Define your game. Yeah. And the more defined the game is, the better the gameplay experience is. Yeah. Um. And it's is it going to turn away some people? Absolutely. But listen, the, you know, for the people that are looking for a specific experience, they're going to get that instead of the Looney Tunes of whatever it was previously with yeah. no locks of anything and just 
you can play fucking six Winstons, right? It's just bullshit. So, um, yeah, some of the most popular games in the world, some of the best selling, some of the best, you know, highest player number, what most well received games are just very direct. Here is yes. your playing experience, and that's exactly it. And look, even the GTAs of the world, it might be sandboxy, but it's still direct in that way where it's just like it's it's there are still limits, there are still rules into what you can do, but you know, it it that's the game that it's marketed as. It's not just a completely free will game. Um, and if you're playing a MOBA, you're playing specifically a 5v5 on three lanes with a river buying items, leveling up and destroying the enemy base. It's it's the exact same gameplay experience, extremely limiting, but it's good. That that's the thing about uh, Overwatch anyway. Like, despite us limiting everything, Overwatch is still one of the more chaotic experiences, right? Like, if you think about how your gameplay loop it works in, in CS. Like, I learned the map, and now I, like, every player, I think, like, even from gold up, has an idea, at least at the start of the round, what kind of line of sights they have to avoid on like dust too. Mm -hmm. They know very clearly like the rules of engagement for that map very clearly. That doesn't exist in Overwatch because you have way too many maps to have that particular knowledge, right? Like there's no no rule or playbook but for the general player base in how you approach the, a specific point. Like there's no if, even if you think about like the more popular maps in Overwatch, like it's not like the community has like figured out how to attack King's Row A. Like it's still fucking like trying to. It's still monkey monkeys on typewriters every single time, right? Mm. So, like the 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 gameplay loop in Overwatch is already very chaotic and like. Honestly, like sometimes overbearing to me, and I think I have a lower threshold for what kind of chaos I can stomach in my uh, games. I noticed, for instance, yesterday, like uh, we were playing with people, and like we were all in Discord, and like I noticed, like if the conversations are not about the game, then like that's already too much, like chaos for me to handle Overwatch now. You know, if that, if that makes sense. Because, like, yeah, the uh, gameplay in the loop yeah. is not standardized enough for me to have, like, the free mental capacity to think about other stuff because I'm on auto mode in Overwatch. Because there's way too much to think about. In CS, there isn't. Yeah. Right? Like, in League, there isn't. Like, I'm laning now. I'm in my lane. I know, like, the rough rules of engagement. Yes, I need to think about certain stuff. Yes, I have to have the mental clock of, like, whatever the jungler is doing, whatnot. That's still pretty much like learned behavior that I can autopilot. You can never autopilot how Overwatch is uh, being played generally. Well, you certainly can in other ways, uh, more negative ways. You skip it. You know, I won't. Uh, <laughs> I'll limit amount. I'll, I'll limit how much I complain about Mercy today. As <laughs> when we you you know bringing up games like League of Legends is really interesting because when you look at how that game has evolved since day one. There's only been more limitation and restriction in terms of how you can play the game. When I say how you can play the game, I don't just mean like what's meta. I mean like no, right? Uh, uh, literally restricting how you're going to play the game, kind of like you know roll queue and and five v five and that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's all positive. And the reason why yep. is because it's a better, it's a more defined gaming experience. Because and this is how I know roll queue works and roll queue is the way to go. It's because League of Legends had roll queue yep. before we did, and they've had it for a while now. Um, and it refined the gameplay experience to a much better game because before yes. that, here's what would happen. 
you'd enter your blind pick lobby and you'd fucking, sp- depending on how quickly you connected the lobby, you'd spam support, top, yeah. mid, ADC. Yep. You spam it as fast as possible. And then inevitably, two or more people would spam the same thing. Yep. And then the, usually the etiquette is the first person who put the thing in gets the role. Yep. But then but you know, inevitively the other person gets upset. Yep. Yeah. And then the other person is like, no, I'm not going to do that. And yep. then yep. what happens is two people pick mid laners and then you start the game. And then both yep. people would run mid and neither of them would give yep. it up. And then you'd have this one solo ADC at the bottom with no support. Yep. And your entire game would be fucked. Yeah. And, and that that's exactly... That's exactly pre-roll queue Overwatch. Five Every DPSs, one. maybe one support, and your yeah. whole game would be fucked. But yeah, beyond even, that... And I, I think it happened at a higher rate than it ever did in League. I think in League, yeah. like, even if at the worst of times you had, like, these games where that were just thrown off the roll queue, like, maybe 40% of the time, like, peak. In Overwatch, I felt like no hero limit. Bro, I swear to God... 80% of my lobbies were unsatisfying because of that social reason yep. that like people want and it's to a degree it's rational to only be responsible for your fun in a video game right but mm-hmm. that that social contract made it so like it was very hard if you cared about winning and about playing the hero that you played with it was almost impossible to have fun so and I mean and- Go on. I was just gonna say. I was gonna say. Like, I, I know a lot of people like hate roll queue. I know Donkey made a video like. Oh, we're, we're getting like, there. We're getting there. Oh, we're getting. We're getting that one. Okay. Oh, don't like, wait. I mean, I'll I watched go, the video and I was like, I watched the video and I was like, okay, this is awful. Like, not yes. and, and, and like I I love I love a lot of Donkey's content, but this clearly was not made from like the perspective of like the future of Overwatch is a competitive game because I don't think you understand how bad it's been. Like, League yeah, yeah. has made so many adjustments and restrictions. Like. Even more recently, do you remember when like Yitarik mid funnel was a thing and like you could mm. just basically win games in 15 minutes yeah. because your mm. E would funnel from the Tarik in mid lane? What if they kept that out? Like what if they kept doing that? People would just play it because it's the best thing in the game. What if they didn't add jungle items and people would just abuse yeah, the yeah. jungle like continuously? Always. Like, do you want that? Can you imagine League right now with shit like Abyssal Scepter still in the game or Banner of Command or any of this dumb shit that they put in there yeah. and then eventually took out? No, you can't because it's awful so you can't tell me that like roll queue makes the game worse because that means you just don't remember what the game was like before roll queue happened you don't th- or you weren't playing i you think just don't remember what yeah, it i was think like. he does he's just like that that type of character that enjoys that I mean, cha- chaotic moment but it is very yeah. very like like one track minded to think that he's even within like a 25 percent uh player group that enjoys the same experience. I think if you look at every other competitive and major title, especially League of Legends, you will clearly see you're a massive minority that doesn't cope well with that um, that chaos. Also, the amount of toxicity that this suggested like uh, system would provide would just by itself kill the game. Let me be the again. I'll be. I'll have you to be the bad guy here. I'll say. I'll say what everyone's thinking. Uh, you know. I'll say the. I'll say the truth as well because here we go. Someone's got to say it. If you think roll queue is a bad idea or bad for the game, you simply do not understand game design or gaming. You don't. You just don't. Bingo. You're stupid and you don't understand anything. <laughs> that's what. That's. And I'm not even being. I'm not even like. I'm not even leaving room for error here. You know. That's a. That's a fun one. You know. I'm. I'm. Usually, I like to leave a little bit of room for error because you know I'll I'll be I'll be the fucking 
you know, what is it? The uh, little hand sanitizer where, where legally you have to write 99.9% just because, you know, you can't write 100 because sometimes one germ might get away, right? You have to legally write 99.9%. Yep. I'll be that 100% motherfucker right now. <laughs> no holes part. I'm, I'll be that 100% motherfucker right now. You simply don't understand shit. You don't understand gaming if you think roll queue is bad. You don't. Yeah. No room for error. Not even yep. 0.1. You simply don't. 100% motherfuckers me right now. So, because I'm, I'm, I'm ready to wipe out all the gems. I'm, I'm ready to fucking nuke your shit. I'm wiping out all the gems today. So, not, not a single 0.1 of you motherfuckers surviving me today. So, yeah, I mean, uh, what was the last thing I was going to say about Roll Q? Is that uh, there's like no downside to you wanting to play your role and then actually getting to play your role. Yeah. Right? Oh, IQ... So IQ mid laner in League of Legends, I get mid laner in League of Legends. Yeah. IQ support in Overwatch, I get Overwatch and support. Uh, so uh, support in Overwatch, there's no question about it. I just get the experience that I wanted. Uh, and at one point, Riot just decided this is the game. It's because it used to be that you could run. I don't know. You maybe you don't run a jungler because there was a, the, like way back in uh, League of Legends, like really far back. You used to run two top, one mid, two bottom, right? You wouldn't, you didn't mm -hmm. have to jungle. It wasn't like a necessary thing. And at some point, you know, obviously people discovered it, it'd be more efficient to jungle because you could, you know, have multiple sources of experience being earned and junglers can um, gank and they're unknown, all that kind of stuff. And they can do some deep warding. Um, and then at one point, Ryder just like, well, that's just how the game is now. We're going to introduce jungling items. We're going to have roll queue where you're going to, someone has to play jungle. They've just forced it into the game. We're like, this is not an option anymore. It's not an option anymore. You you simply must have this in your game. Just like Blizzard said, it's not an option anymore. In Overwatch 1, you must have two supports, two tanks, two DPS. In Overwatch 2, obviously one less tank. It's just one, one instead of two. And having a specific defined gaming experience means that you can now start to build like proper metas and proper fundamentals of how to play. Kind of what Yusuke was saying about Counter-Strike, right? You can now build proper fundamentals. Yeah. At least you can begin from a foundation of building mm -hmm. that. Sure. I'm not saying you're going to get to the Counter-Strike level, but you, you got a better foundation. You can build a foundation from 2-2-1 or 2-2-2 than if it was just like anything goes full free-for-all, right? Yeah. You can't build a foundation from that. There's no, there's nothing you can create in terms of a, a, a wider understanding of the game unless everyone just decides of their own accord to play 2-2-2. Yeah. But if that's the... If that's the correct way to play the game, then the game should just mandate you do that. Yep. Right? Yeah. I mean, I just think that's correct. That's just correct. And the more restrictions, it's been proven in gaming, in the history of gaming, the more restrictions being placed on the game, the better the outcome of the game is. And the people who don't like that, well, they can fuck off and play whatever they want. But the people who remain are going to have a better time. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, Amen. there's something to be said about, like, let's say you have a full group of friends always and you can, like, negotiate whatever gameplay experience you want to have. I think you can have six people together in a room and have fun playing five DPS and one healer if everyone opted into that. The idea that yeah. I can take randoms of the internet who I are, are like who are already like at a 25% chance to not socially vibe with me and then put me immediately before like we even have shot the first bullet like in a, in a social situation in which I now hate your first choice in this game, which is your hero choice, it's not off to a good start. You need restrictions. Like, I, ideally, like in my ide ideal game, 
you would have like statistics of who the best heroes are right now. And like as soon as you pick Symmetra, it's like, oh, that's only a 45% win chance right now. You're sure you want to pick this? And l I don't now have to inform you that you're throwing. That, like, in my ideal game design, that's how it works. Are you really sure that you're a um, Symmetra god? Or do are you just tanking 5% <laughs> win chance from your team for some dopamine? That's, that's what I would put in my game. But I, I think, like, yeah, I think there's... Uh, it's maybe a little selfish because I enjoyed the the game tremendously more since these restrictions have been put in place, but um, and it made it bearable for me to play ranked and with less yeah. friends. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like this, I I feel like that's 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 the problem with the donkey points because like he has some points in there which he clearly doesn't mean. Like he doesn't think. Junkrat is the best hero in the game, right? Even though he yeah. says... But that's one that he is serious about. And that's, yeah, indefensible in my mind. Yeah, that one that one was weird to me. That one was like... And that's just a meme. That's just a meme. Right? Well, it's because it's he's just a... Junkrat's just a pub stomper character. Like, I mean, you can just walk up to someone and just throw two mines at them and they die. Like, it's not... Oh, I was yeah, talking about also, Roll Cuban. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, the no. The the junk rate stuff is also just like a meme from his Overwatch videos that is saying that he, so, he's too strong. But like, that's not that. It's not a meme that he thinks that roll queue is bad. That's yeah. genuinely so. So before we get too deep into uh, the critique of that video, and the part of the reason why I want to critique it is because I I do feel like his general outlook, opinions, and thought process on all this kind of stuff is kind of reflective of the general casual gamer player base. Oh, fucking normies. Um, <laughs> yeah, those kind of people. And so, yeah, in a way, he's like the normie mouthpiece, right? So, like, un yeah. unfortunately, he, his video is going to get a fucking shitload of views, and people are just going to parrot everything he says, um, because, I don't know, they're, they're, they're willing to sheep his opinions, I guess. Let's see what it's uh, and, and look, And look, Kenobi... People willing to sheep my opinions, but at least I'm correct. So, um, <laughs> yeah, his video has three million views. Anyway. As of right uh, now, anyway. his video has three million views. Exactly, and uh, there will be more. There will be more. Trust me. Yeah. So, uh, before we get there, there, I do want to address the other side because I do like to play devil's advocate, and even even against myself all the time. I play devil's. I play with myself all the time, including devil's advocate against myself. So, here are some. What are some real criticisms of, of Watch 2 and 5v5? Uh, let's not get into the... Mar we can talk about the marketing side of it in a bit. Uh, we definitely will, but let's talk about some of the more genuine critiques of 5v5 or genuine critiques of Overwatch 2 as a game and maybe where it's kind of headed. Does anyone have like any like, really genuine critique that you're concerned about of the game so far? I, because I think that's worth talking about. I think that just as like a, as like a kind of a marketing thing, I think personally... Sojourn was hit with too hard of a nerf bat. I think it would have been very good for the game for Sojourn to be like prevalent as she's released because you want like the new players, especially coming out of beta, you want them to like be playing the new stuff. You don't like, yes, you want to be playing some, but like realistically, like Soldier's the same character and he's the best character in the game right now. And right? I... You want some of that new, new. I mean, I know that she was like turbo broken, right? To the point where it was like must pick, but I think you just like. Tune that give you down a, a little bit. Yeah, My counterpoint is that would it be would it be acceptable to say that 
Sojourn isn't too nerfed. It's it's Soldier being too strong. I don't think Sojourn is being too nerfed. I think she's fine. From what think I about, think about like this, think about it like this. If Soldier seventy six was removed from the game, would people play Sojourn or not? I yeah. I probably they play Sojourn. I, the thing is, is, though, I think I think that she got nerfed too hard. Like, I think that I think there's a world where you could have both. I think they hit her with the nerf. But from my understanding, she was like pub stomping and they like hit her with a very hard nerf bat. I don't know the exact like numbers to that, but it feels like. OK, go ahead. And, all right. I can tell you. But uh, but again, you my my viewpoint on this. I asked you the rhetorical question, but the answer to that question from my perspective is yes. If Soldier was deleted from the game, people would play Sojourn. So to me, it's it's about defining whether she was nerfed too hard or whether something else existing simply crushes her gameplay down because it's better to pick the thing that's very close to her but better right which is soldier right i now. think that's a fair so, yeah i think that's a fair argument and like a fair counterpoint i think that like but like just for the game itself like i think that it would be better to have sojourn at least a little more prevalent and i think they should probably buff her at some point during this like a little bit just like give her back some of the power that she had because again I, when it's like Overwatch League and like when I'm seeing like Overwatch League, it would be nice for it to start off with like Sojourn being in the meta. Granted, there is a possibility that she does get played. Isn't, I think isn't that a little performative? I, I don't know if I subscribe to that. Isn't it a bit of, uh, that seems that was a little performative. Like, oh yeah, she should just get played in the meta because she's new. I don't, I don't no, no, but she, subscribe to but that. But she was already like, if she was already good and you're going to nerf her to the point extent where it's like, there's obviously like, play, like heroes that I think that game designers want to be in their metas a lot. I think that League has definitely shown where they're uh, like, they will specifically avoid certain nerfs to like actually have something be continuously well, they, played. Well, well, there's a, there's maybe, I'm not going to get into the, the whole, too much conspiracy theory about it, but there, you, there's at least a line of motivation if Riot do do that. I don't know that they do, but if they do yeah, I don't do know. that, yeah, it would be because they want to sell the new character Skins. because you have to actually buy the champion to play them. It's yes. not the same in Overwatch, it's for free. So there's, there's no motivation to force or, or to encourage I, people to play the new hero or yeah, the new champion. I just think they hit her um, too hard with the bat, with the nerf. Well, let me tell you what they, let me tell you what they did. Thing. Let me tell you what they did. They, the, the power slide used to be five seconds. I believe it's eight now. The E, this is probably the biggest nerf. The uh, disruptor shot, the E, used to do 300 damage. It does 200 damage now. 300 is fucking crazy, just by the way. Yeah, 300 is that, yeah. I heard that was, that, that was apparently a, a, bu a bug, though. They said it was a bug that was doing too much okay. damage. Okay. So that wasn't that wasn't a nerf so much it was a, as it was a uh, bug fix. What was the other one? The railgun charge list uh, used to allow you to do... Um, used to allow you to get a higher... Like, like you'd, you'd get to your maximum charge. You'd get to, like, a breakpoint of damage quicker. So you, you used to be able to get, like, I think 200 damage headshot with a railgun at 70 charge, That's or 70. maybe even 65. Okay, yeah. And now it's more like 80 or 85. I haven't tested mm. in a while. It's, it's, it's like more like 80 now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We've changed that as well, so the breakpoint has changed in terms of how much charge on the rail you need before you can achieve a one-shot. And what else got... Was that it? I think it does feel like, I mean, so what I would do is I would probably, if I'm like, if I'm game designer, you know, I, I probably switch the, the five seconds to eight seconds, probably make that like 6.5 somewhere like in the middle, I think would be a good eight seconds feels like a lot for a mobility cooldown, especially when soldiers one of the in the best game moment. who can, yeah, but soldiers in the game who can literally just sprint anywhere at but again, whatever that's, there's, that's there's, because, but, but is that because soldiers too fucking good? This will be go back to the same question I asked. I think soldier it's, is, it's, I think soldier is soldiers way, too good, isn't it? 
which means yes but i think also the 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 amount that they nerfed her is too much it can be both i think there's both of them in play here i think soldier definitely is extremely strong but i think the sojourn got hit with the nerf bat probably a little bit harder than she needed to to like make her in a viable state because like i mean if soldier's not in the game you're playing sojourn but you're playing a very not great version of sojourn that is still pretty i think annoying to pilot from like a quality of life like stand it's not like it's not like they need to just have sojourn be the best character in the game they just need to bring back a little bit of the power for quality of life because right now it's like there's no reason to not there's no reason to pick her over soldier 76 you can have both soldier 76 being broken and soldier needing to have some of her power back i think they both exist in the same world i mean you can make the same argument with tracer soldiers also replaced tracer because she got nerfed as well yeah but, i mean but, i mean another thing ever but like like I, I think what what Everell is generally saying is like if soldier wasn't that overpowered then soldier would be played we wouldn't have that issue i'm not 100 percent on that I think there's a world where actually a lot of people would go to Widow. Uh, and I think we see that more in scrims now. Um, where, like, yeah, for instance, I'm picking Sojourn over McCree. Uh, sorry, Cassidy. Right? Yeah. I'm picking him over, what is a comparable Ash, character? You're Ash. 100% picking her picking, over Ash. Picking her over Ash. I'm not sure if I'm picking him, her over uh, Widow, though. And... That, I think uh, there was another sort of, like, what, what people told me was, like, it felt easier to land rail headshots. And maybe there's something to be said about the thickness or the ease of, like, uh, hitting that headshot hit, hit, hitbox. That I don't know what it's like. Got harder. So, <laughs> yeah, so there's something changed about the hit, hitbox. I don't know what it was, but it is more difficult to hit rail headshots now yeah. uh, than it was in Alpha. But here's a, there's a problem... The tricky part with that is, if you make it too easy, then she's too successful as a one-shot character. And yeah. I'm generally against one-shot type of characters. Mm. The only reason why Widowmaker, I hand wave that one and just allow it, is because she had a, she has, she definitely had back in the 175 HP days, and still has, despite the 25 extra HP being added, enough weaknesses built into her kit, enough yeah. deficiencies that I feel like, you know... There's enough downside yeah. to make it worth it, and and the mechanics are hard enough that it it is rewarding. You know, you have to be quite good to be successful in Watermaker because she doesn't. You can't just yeah. on Sojourn. You can you can slide yeah. around, walk around, press your E button, get some AOE damage, spam left click like a soldier, and can still be pretty successful on a Watermaker. You just you just play your right click headshot, and if you don't do that and you can't do that, you have no value on the team. Your ultimate's not that great. It's an okay ultimate. Of otherwise not that great uh you know she doesn't offer anything to the team except for like you just have to simply snipe people so she's got enough weaknesses that i don't mind her existing in the game sojin is a character that i don't even know that widowmaker replaces her just to, as a counterpoint to yiska because widowmaker has still a lot of weaknesses on maps that don't favor her whereas sojin you can play far more flexible on medium range maps you don't have to play on escort only you don't have to play her on only dorado etc you can play on so many other types different types of maps her high ground accessibility in terms of mobility is insane like high ground yep. mobility is at a premium in a game like this which is why i'm okay with the nerve i've seen maybe 6.5 seconds would be okay kenobi but the five second when i saw that and i saw how she yeah, was being five played, seconds is too yeah bro, yeah. she was zipping around the map 
that's that's my point is that like they they i think they hit her too hard and i think that there is a world where like if they hit her like a little bit less like maybe if you cut all the damages like or all the nerfs in half i think there's still a world where like it's not just soldier sojourn probably gets played at some points due to either favorability of the player or like it's actually kind of comparable in terms of the dps output now it's just like sojourn's been nerfed so hard into the ground that we i mean you, you said it kind of like they were soldier was being played a lot and then she got nerfed and then they had to experiment a little bit with like other things like soldier and soldier became this really big powerhouse so i think they like I, for sure i think soldier needs to be nerfed like that i think is a a problem that they have right now that something needs to be changed about that hero's uh numbers and tuned down because it's pretty gross the amount of damage and survivability that this character has in the current moment um right. so but i think yeah my, my main point was like i think the one like criticism i had is like the the nerfs that were made i think killed a couple of characters pretty hard i think tracer is also someone who suffered because I, I i believe you mentioned last time i was here tracer was being played a lot in alpha and with the nerf she's not getting played too much anymore like it's but that's also because of soldier and, and i would also i would still make the argument that if soldier 76 was hypothetically deleted from the game tracer would be played it still wouldn't feel good though like it, it, you'd, you'd be getting played but it wouldn't feel great to lose know. that 40 extra damage or to lose like the three seconds on your mobility it'd still feel pretty bad but you'd have to play because that's your only option ah, she, she which isn't great the damage is okay she's just not as insane as she used to be she, she's still fine I, i'll say um okay so moving away from just like straight nerfs and stuff because also i i I don't like one thing dominating a meta too hard, but I'm also okay with things not being played because not everything needs to be played in a particular meta, and uh, you know, not every not all thirty three heroes can be viable. Somebody's going to have to cop the big L and not get played. It's just how it is. Uh, and you know, different heroes take turns holding that L. So uh, I, that I, doesn't mean I want Salt to remain meta. I think he should be changed. He should be he should be hit with some nerves, but I, I I don't think yeah. I'm not I'm not mourning the loss of Sojourn and Tracer as much as other people, I guess. That that's the thing. In my mind, you should have probably tracered Sojourn, if that makes sense. I think that's a okay, he he there's a twofold reason why I think this is. The first is superficial and like unfortunately marketing based but i think if a lot of your promotional stuff is around sojourn then sojourn being like the staple must pick that he is sort of like tracer was for a large part of overwatch one where it is strong but not overbearing is a good place and then the second one is I think you can make Sojourn a must-pick character without feeling unfair. I think there's a theoretical world where it feels very rewarding and amazing to watch the best Sojourn players in the world, for instance, play it and like go off. But it's not like it's not like everyone was playing Tracer at the lower mm. levels, right? So, um, I think from a gameplay experience, if you just like make it so she is very viable at the top level, then I uh, have less issues with that. I think I'm currently, from what I know, only happy uh, every once in a while will pick Sojourn. That's that's the only one Shy. I know of uh, in, in Scrum. Uh, well, I don't know I don't know Shy, but Shy I think is playing is playing, from what I've heard, is playing a lot. Of, yeah. On in Shy. quick play. Ben. In quick play. I don't play. know. 
Yeah. Well, any any let's move away from again nerfs and buffs and uh, hero metas. Is there criticism of the beta or five v five that doesn't have anything to do with what is and is not meta? I feel like I get Mal uh, Coliseo every game. Like I, I don't know what it is. I feel like I get the same amount of maps like a lot, which isn't like I know it's like a very you know superstitious thing. Um, do you like the map? No, I um. The one map that I have a problem with is the Monte Carlo map. Um, okay. I think that that map is like hell to play on offense because of all the basically guaranteed high ground that the defense has. Mm -hmm. And it's like really difficult, especially in quick play, to like get coordinated enough to like chew through that. Like the second point, like the L kind of upwards like road type of deal. Not L, I guess that's like L, bro. L. L, bro. Whatever. Um, like that hairpin and like getting to the high ground like that's nightmare to like play against in qp especially mm -hmm. if you don't have like the aimers on your team or like the tank to kind of like go take that position away it's just the defense like raining down damage so that's probably like the biggest problem that i have with that map in specific um i can tell you right now i i'm not a big fan of coliseo i think new queen street is fine but coliseo is the entire high ground, the entire first point capture on either side, well, maybe the same, aren't they? Um, that high ground to low ground situation is really oppressive. I think the uh, attacking the side, yeah, the attacking side needs a lot more options for how they can access the high ground. Uh, the fact that you have to push the robot beneath the bridge and get there is, like, it's rough. Like, that first point capture on Coliseo is very difficult compared to New Queen Street, where the first point capture is, like, fair, it's fine. Queen Street is a very well-designed, this Toronto map for the people that uh, didn't catch on, is a really well-designed map. I think it's uh, symmetrically makes sense. It's in in some cases long for the push distance, but because of all the shortcuts you can take, it makes the map easier to traverse. Uh, I find Coliseo to not be that way. Coliseo seems a lot more tedious to get around. The entire middle point with the whole big long concourse thing, not enjoyable. There's very little to work with there, whereas the midpoint of New Queen Street, at least there's a lot more stuff around the point. There's a lot more avenues of approach and different you know, terrain to play around. It's not just this big, long corridor, right? Uh, beyond that as well, there are issues I have with push right now. I, I haven't vocalized all of them publicly, and I don't know if I will yet because I want to give the team four devs a chance to try and fix it before I just like start spouting about how much I think push doesn't work. Uh, eventually, I might make my own video on push shoutouts to uh i made a youtube channel by the way uh i might i might just break down push in, in my own time and in, in my own content to sort of explain why i think there are major problems with push but they right now i'm still not fully satisfied with push i think once we see it in the overwatch league some of that might become apparent i, I won't describe it in full detail now i'm sorry that's a bit of a bait but again the reason why i'm not is because i want to give the devs a bit of a chance to fix it before i just start complaining about it I know they're on it. I know they're working on it because I, I submitted a bunch of feedback on it and they acknowledge it and they have, they've already made some changes but they definitely need to be more. So yeah, there's a few things there that I'm not too pleased about that I'd like to see more. In, in a weird way, this sounds stupid but I, I kind of miss 2CP at a professional level. I don't I miss 2CP ask. from a QP level but right now if you were to ask me for Overwatch League would I rather have 2CP or push and I could only choose one, I'll put 2CP 100%, 100 times at 100 times which is kind of crazy to say like like you, you, you're probably thinking right now, like, oh shit, what the fuck is wrong with push that I would want two CP a hundred times? Maybe I'll say ninety nine times out of a hundred, and there's one time I'd pick push. Um, but 
no, I, I, two CP worked. There were problems, but it worked. Push, bro. There are some things that do not work. Yeah, there are some things that do not work. I think fundamentally. I think as well for like two CP. Like I think the thing about two CP, the problem with it, like watching two CP, I think was always like kind of, you know, interesting and casting two CP. I knew I it was a map that I didn't really like as much, but like I think it was totally fine in terms of a casting perspective. I like push is like something that I'm like, okay, this is going to be extremely different to cast and like how it is normally to like all the other maps, like how 2CP was. 2CP was like the, the biggest problem with 2CP is that it felt horrible to play. Like that Correct. was the biggest problem is that the playing part of it was the worst. And like everyone was just like, everyone who was watching it felt like, okay, yeah, this is fine. And then like the people who are playing, it's like, I'm miserable. Like I hate, you know, getting second point Volskaya with eight minutes left. And then I like don't win the game. Like that just feels bad. Mm. That's just like from a from just a dopamine effect. Like that's always been the biggest problem with TCP. And push is like I've played probably like the least amount of push throughout this beta. I it's I don't know if I like it better. I playing it for sure, I like it better than playing two CP because I did I really didn't enjoy it. But like yeah. from uh you know, watching aspect or a, you know uh fan aspect in terms of observing it, like I I think two CP was is probably going to be better to an extent until they like figure out how to make push like because I think there is some small issues that they have with like two with, with push that is a problem right now. I I also think like we we had a chance to get five different game modes and now we're back to four and control whatever ends up being doubled again. So that's not it's... the best for a competitive environment either to, to not have five game modes i know they've teased another game mode but we yeah. don't know what it is yet and i i'm yeah. struggling to think about what it could be because there's very few game modes that could work in a game like overwatch deathmatch hard point no <laughs> hard no please no i i've seen then all the people then all the people are going to be vind deathmatch. you're going to get so many of your mentions just going to be like i told you i told you it's like deathmatch they're even putting it in the game yeah except you know what kenobi if you anyone that actually watches hardpoint in call of duty there's a fucking million and one strategies that you do on high point, controlling spawns, flipping spawns, <laughs> controlling certain angles, doing all of this kind of bullshit and, you know, utility usage to get in and out of the points and all that. Kind of, there's, there's a lot of you strategy even on hard point, even though it looks like a complete clusterfuck of a salad bowl. There's still a lot going on there strategically that I don't even understand because I don't mm. know Call of Duty well enough to understand. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think 2CB could have been fine if they they worked harder on trying to address how the spawning worked in terms of spawn distance timing um, for both sides to, to make things more balanced just because it was balanced in terms of how it feels to attack and defend certain parts of the map because we all know B was just so insanely defender favored and A is so insanely off attacker favored, right? There's more work that could be done to address those two things to make both points a little bit more of an even experience. Um, so I, I, I'll, I think on that level, I, I don't think 2CP was a lost cause. I think some people did think that 2CP was lost cause. I think there was still more to do there that could have improved it enough to, you know, not make it garbage to play. But I'll still give push a bit of a chance until it gets too much for me. And then I'll start detailing what's going on. Or if people, other people start figuring it out, then I guess I have to be a little bit more public with my findings and push because other people start figuring it out and be like well i might as well just tell you what the real reason is then if you've already started figuring half of it out so there's that as well but so aside from maps 
Uh, anything, any other grievances with beta or 5v5 mm. from your experiences so far? Anything that you, you wished was different or you don't think works or you think is concerning? I think a little concerning is the amount of supports. Um, I think that's something that needs to be addressed like too sweet. Right. Um, I think there's a good reason just for management of queue length. Like, I, I think if you think about how role queue worked, right? You had tank being queued the least. And then if you have the amount of tanks that you need, necessarily you would go to the second role that was limiting. And often support was already close in terms of queue time to tank, at least in Europe. I'm not sure what it's like in NA. And therefore, it now is like the bottleneck for sure. And I think you could have foreseen this. And I think that should have probably already been addressed to some degree. Like, just inject some novelty into this. Mm. There will be more supports, though. Yes. Um, you know, so yeah. I think and on, on some level, just going through the different beta phases, that's already going to be fixed. We're talking about a variety of characters. Uh, there'll be more, for sure. Because um, we know there's... I mean, what, what was it before? This was... Remember that interview they had where, where someone from Blizzard actually said they were going to do, like, was it six or eight or seven heroes? What was it? Yes, you you had the number. Uh, um, but it was it was publicly announced in some very niche interview that no one saw. It yeah. was a dev did actually say an exact number of heroes. It was a we while ago. About it. We it was yeah. a while ago, and like they said something like, "You don't know, maybe eight. by that remember. yeah yeah by that time we will have." I believe it was plus six heroes, basically. Plus Give six. me my mecha support, dude. Let's fucking go. So, we, let's go. Let's that's go. fine. Give me the whole squad. I, I do think one of the fair, very fair criticisms is that, and I'll get to support gameplay in a while because I know people are waiting for that one, is that um, supports haven't changed. Like, There's nothing refreshing about the way they play the game. Um, the 10% movement speed buff on DPS actually did kind of freshen up the gameplay by a reasonable amount, even though not all of them got reworks or changes. So supports kind of are too samey, and I think the the crowd of people that are saying that the support should probably have a bit more options, that they need better dueling capabilities, I'm on board with, because I want to see more mechanics in terms of different things you can do on support. I, I'm a big you know, anti-heal bot kind of mm. you hate fielder? person. Like, I don't like, huh? You hate fielder? Bro, come on. <laughs> you heal bot? I don't know. Come on, no, he's a very skill. mechanically skilled player. Like, I feel there's the opposite <laughs> of what I'm talking about because I'm talking about, like, you know, I, I get it. Some people, they want to just play their World of Warcraft Priest and they just want to look at their HPS and all they want to do is pump heals <laughs> into the into their teammates. You know, you want to be a heal slut, you, um, go on. Go on, son. Be that thing. But for a 5v5 PvP first-person shooter game, yep, that's right. It is a shooting game. Um... You need to you need to play it like it's an actual shooting game. And I think that's probably one of the biggest changes that people are not used to and uh, have kind of caught people by surprise a little bit is that in Overwatch 1, you could kind of just stand behind your shield or in some cases two shields and just, you know, infinitely pump heals into certain players and not do anything else, and that's fine. That playstyle doesn't really work in Overwatch 2 anymore. You have to be a lot more active on the map. You have to try and make plays. You have to try and deal damage. You have to try and 
you know, use your abilities offensively and do all these kind of things. You know, if you're the type of Anna player that only bio needs your own team and never tries to go for antis, you're in for a rough time. You're in for a, a rude awakening, as I'm sure you've already had one. So, yeah, that's like a, a big gameplay change that's kind of, you know, it's not like a gameplay change that was forced, as in like DPS do this now, they can run fast now. So it's like an almost like an undocumented, undocumented, unintentional change to the entire support playstyle that people are not used to. And so they're having a rough time with supports. And that kind of contributes to people's perception of supports not being good right now, even though, you know, you look at what Kaku was saying in his tweet that I retweeted where, where statistically speaking, supports are fine. In fact, they're very strong mm. because the amount of plays they can make now is huge because the one less tank means you can now, you know, as a Zen or an Ana, uh, do all these things as a Lucio, you're not going to get CC'd as much. Uh, as a brig, you're not going to CC it as much. You can, in some ways, frontline a lot more effectively. Um, you know, all these different kind of things. All these supports can can actually be a lot more out in the open and do, well, not out in the open. That, but you know what I mean. Like they can they can sort of play a more offensive game and play an FPS game. That's not the heal bot experience of Overwatch One, but that's also where the con contention is. That's also where the conflict is because. Overwatch 1 bred a lot of this healbot playstyle, and now that people are used to playing that, they're like not coping well with the Overwatch 2 playstyle. I think as well with like supports, it I think part of the like the reason why it felt like bad is because like there's like the passive that they got was like okay. It's like I mean it feels good if you're like, you know, an Anna where you don't have to like nade yourself, right? To like and you get your health back and like the regen that way and bap you don't have to force a cooldown to heal yourself, but like there's still two supports there. And it's like, you know, tank's got some really nice... I, I think the tank passive is, like, really nice. The fact that you yeah, can't farm off the... Uh, you can't farm, like, alt off of it. And you also, like, get reduced knockback and all this. Like, that one felt good. The moon speed on DPS... I don't play that much DPS, but I, I it, it does feel kind of noticeable. And the support's just, like, you get a little bit more regen. And it's like, yeah, but, like, did we need that? Right? Is there anything else we could have gotten that would have felt a little bit better and i think that while i agree that supports are in like a pretty okay state there does need to be more i think yiska's is right where it's, it's like just... there needs to be like more variety because right now it's like i mean from what i played with brig she doesn't feel great like i, I didn't enjoy playing brig too much in her current state yeah Map was fine anna if you're like if you're right i don't know if you're throwing if you're not throwing anti-nades with a less tank in the game i don't know what you're doing you yeah. should be because they're mm. basically guaranteed um lucio broken mercy attach it to his solar 76 and just win the game because that's how it is in quick qp um but yeah it's just like there there isn't the amount of like variety in the support yep. role to circumvent the kind of like feels badness of it right now if they add like you know two more say before you know the game eventually ends up releasing no matter who they'd be like then it just feel like ah okay we have some variety because now it's like there's what's how many supports are there there's like eight or something, right? Yeah, eight. It's like it's eight and then half seven. seven and then half of them half of them feel not great at the current state just because of like how the game is. So if you were to add like two more and you get this to nine and then like they keep the same number and like these other ones are good, then like yeah, you have so much more variety to play it around and it feels probably a lot better to be like, yeah, I could play this other thing instead of just being like stuck to I think the best hero at the time. I think what I the the thing that I saw that was like the most sort of you know mind-blowing thing was that like okay well there's how many dps's uh 18 i believe 
18, no, 19, 19, no, it is 18, 18 DPSs uh, that two players can choose from. There's now eight tanks that one person can choose from, but only seven supports that two people need to choose from, right? So I think the biggest criticism that I'm 100% on board with, I got no defense for this one, you know, cuff me, I'm, cuff me red-handed on this, well, rather Blizzard, is seven supports, not enough variety, not enough changes there to make them feel fresh. Uh, it does stuck like it does feel a little bit like they're stuck in the old game when, now that we're in the new game. So I see that criticism and I do agree with it. And so yeah, something needs to be done there. I'm looking forward to the new support. So whatever new supports are released, look out for that because I think based on the new hero designs that we've had and where the direction of the hero designs has been going, Sojin super, she might be weak, but she's super fun to play. Her kit's super creative feels amazing uh echo as well sigma all these new heroes that have come out in the past three years in all, all the most recent heroes right have all been more i don't know what's the right term for this but more creative in their design or at least like better executed in, in that creativity as well so i'm hoping that translates into support gameplay uh for that to also bring about some new really interesting support gameplay where you know they have more options I'm sure that new support is going to be so good that it's going to be instantly meta based on like how good the hero designs of all the other heroes have been recently, of all the recent heroes. So, um, you know what they should have done? Rework what? Somber to be a support. No, I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that not being the case. No. Rework. I, I was going to say maybe rework some. No, just bring out new supports. I don't, you don't need to rework anybody. I think those heroes are all fine in their own niche roles. That's chill with me. Um, Unless you had any more, Yiska, we, we should probably move on to yeah. uh, some of the other things in, in the Overwatch 2 and then eventually move out of it because we're actually talking more about Overwatch than I expected, even though it is the TCP podcast and we do go on and on and on, Right. hopefully um, with good content. So yeah, let's address some of the things mentioned in that Donkey video because I think it's about time now. We've kind of been talking about it briefly for five, you know, five different talking points and just we, we've, we've kind of run over things already over different topics already uh, over the course of this Overwatch 2 discussion. Um, here is probably the biggest misconception, probably the biggest problem I have with the general sentiment of negative feedback to Overwatch 2. Some of this is quite valid, but I think it comes from a place of, again, misunderstanding or misconception, where people that have, people that have heard me talk about this before, I've definitely mentioned this on the podcast, Somebody, one or a few people previously when I mentioned this, um, said I was being a little bit insufferable about this. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? I was right. I was right again. I was fucking correct. And, and the worst part about me being right is I actually hate being right. That's a lie. I love being right. Right. But I, I, but I hate being right when it's about things like this. I, I seriously hate being correct about bad things like this because I knew and I said that releasing a beta like this where... It's clearly not going to be the full product. It's clearly going to be missing a lot of content. Doesn't have any of the PVE. Has only a few, some of the things of the PVP. The public reception is going to be that they're not going to see the magical word that starts with B in their minds. They're going to completely mentally block out the part that says beta. And all they're going to see is the Overwatch 2. And all they're going to think is, oh, this is Overwatch 2. There's no content. Nothing's here. I can't believe they worked three years on this. Like into the the exact messaging. It's like I wrote the fucking script out of the brains of the normies, and they they said word for word what I knew they were going to say. Um, 
I think people have kind of misunderstood the point of the beta. I, I, the point of the beta is to provide a competitive platform for Overwatch League to be played on. That's why we have a beta. Because it was decided that 2022 Overwatch League season was going to be played on Overwatch 2. And because of that, resources and development time was pushed towards putting out a stable version, a stable build that was competitively viable, that wasn't going to have too many game-breaking bugs. I know there's a meme about Wrecking Ball right now that is being fixed. So, haha, game-breaking bug in the beta, even though it's meant to be stable. Anyway, um, yeah, it's it's the fact that we have a beta is because Overwatch League exists. I'm, I'm pretty certain, like, in my mind, in my little mind castle right now, if we played Overwatch 1 for the season of Overwatch League, we didn't have Overwatch 2, we wouldn't get a fucking beta until next year. We wouldn't We wouldn't get shit until at, at the very earliest the end of the year, and the devs would be working on Overwatch 2 as they have been. We wouldn't hear about it. We wouldn't know about it. We wouldn't see anything. You'd have to wait till 2020 fucking 3 to see that shit. Yep. We're getting a beta now because we're playing Overwatch 2 on Overwatch League. And so we're getting a beta now. And there's, there's you know, it's going, people, the public is going to see it, which means unless you want a situation where Overwatch League gets played on the beta, but the public can't play the beta and it's only Watch, which everyone disliked in Overwatch 1, then there's going to have to be a beta for the public. And you want to do a marketing push with it as well because Valorant did it quite successfully. So tie that all together, we're going to get a beta. And, and I'm speculating, I don't know this, but I'm speculating that a big part of reason why we don't have more content in the beta is because you have to content lock what is going to be in the first phase of the beta so that you can reach a target to get this beta out in time for the Overwatch list that can play it in fucking May. Whereas if you try and fit in more heroes and more maps and more features, it's just going to be more work to try and put out a stable product, right? I mean, we don't even know what the status of the other heroes are. How done are they? They might not be done enough. Sojin, we know, has been in development for the longest time because she was revealed in BlizzCon 2019. That was like three years ago. So she's obviously quite developed. Yeah. Uh, so this is, the, this is why we have a beta. The real reason we have the beta is so that obviously you can play it. And the rest of you being able to play it is like a byproduct of that. But people have some, for some reason, this is like, this is definitely the, the most egregious, even worse. We had this whole thing about the role queue discussion from Dunkey. But I thought the most egregious part was the entire premise of the video. He calls it, it's titled, Overwatch 2, a pathetic preview. Number two on trending on YouTube, by the way. Number two video trending on YouTube. Overwatch 2, a pathetic preview. Now, here's what I wouldn't have a problem with. If he simply said, Overwatch 2 beta, a pathetic preview. I actually wouldn't have a problem. I'd be like, fucking fair. Fair call. I watch the beta doesn't have that much content. I get it. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have that much content. But he said, I've watched two a pathetic preview. Motherfucker, this isn't the full game. You're not seeing the full game. He and the rest of the normie crowd and the three point whatever million people that are watching his video and probably double that amount by next week. In their minds, and I've seen this on Twitter as well, it's infuriating. They're like, oh, Blizzard spent three years on this. It's like, no, they didn't spend three years on this. There's like, fuck, there's so much more content that's behind this. There's not even a PvE here. Like, do you mean, do you honestly think yeah. that Sojin is the only hero you're going to get? You're not going to get any new heroes. That's it. Blizzard are finished. They're done. There will be no more new heroes. Sojin's the final hero in the game. Done. Finish. Finito. <laughs> right? Terminado. Finished. <laughs> no more new maps. No more new heroes. It's just Sojin. Is that really what you believe? Come on. Yeah. I, don't, I shouldn't have to say this. Yeah. It's mind-boggling. 
And I said that people were not going to understand what a beta meant. I said that people don't get what early access means. I said that the normie crowd, when they play a beta, they think it's the final product. And people said I was insufferable for saying that. Well, motherfuckers, I was correct. I was right. Yeah. Why are you booing me? I'm right. I mean, the thing about it that's the worst for me is literally at the start of the video, it's a clip of him from like whenever he made this other video back in the day. And it says, if Overwatch 2 is just a... It's just a bunch of new maps and a new hero. I'm going to be incredibly disappointed. Doesn't say Overwatch 2 beta. Doesn't say Overwatch 2, like, doesn't classify it. This is not Overwatch 2, and I think people just think it is because they just, I don't know, can't read the beta sign that you're talking about. It's like, if he's going to basically just come out and say that, like, if he thinks Overwatch 2 is, a new, is just a new set of maps and a new hero, motherfucker, it's not. That's not what this it's is. This is not wrong. Overwatch it's 2. actually wrong. This, it, I mean, it's, he's literally contradicting himself at the start of the video. If Because this is not Overwatch 2 that he's talking about. He's talking about the Overwatch 2 beta, and there's a significant difference between that and, like, the Overwatch 2 that's going to come out whenever it's decided to be released. Keep seeing on Reddit all these people that are like, what have they been doing for the past three years, right? What has the Overwatch 2 development team been doing? I don't... Motherfuckers, like, there's still so much left, like, that they haven't released it. You think this is all we've gotten after three years? After three years, you think that the only thing that we have is Sojourn and these new maps. We've literally seen other stuff. Like, there's been previews of other stuff, and people are still just like, I don't see it. Haha, -ha. Overwatch 2, so dead what? game. Gotham it's called a map. tech beta test in the client, by the way. It is a beta test, and that is the... That, like, people just need to understand that that's what this is. It's not going to be the full product of Overwatch 2. Have you never played another beta in your life before? I mean, like, what? Apparently not. Metal Gear Solid was a $40 beta. They made one before Phantom Pain, $40. It wasn't the entire game. It sold, like, hotcakes because the game was so... Because the game was good and it lacked, like, 75% of the content. People weren't pissed then. They had to pay $40 for that one, by the way. This one's free. This one's a free beta that you had to spend four hours watching Twitch for. It's fine. It's for the beta that we want to like show what what can be in Overwatch League. You know what we can be as like a game. How five v five feels like. That's what the game is supposed to be. That's what the beta was supposed to be. It's supposed to be a appetizer to the main course that will eventually be Overwatch Two. And people are just like, no, nah, this is Overwatch Two. Dead game. Lol. And it's fucking all. Oh, it's now, just infuriating. If they said, if if Dunkey said, because the other thing he said, he said, oh, this isn't Overwatch one point five. This is Overwatch one point one. Now, if he said that in context to the beta, again, I probably wouldn't have a huge problem with it. I still think yeah. it was a little bit disingenuous, but he'd be like, well, yeah, but it's just the beta. I mean, yeah, I guess the beta is just kind of Overwatch one point one in various ways because it's not the full Overwatch two experience. Yeah, when you say weird. that, when he says that Overwatch two is like Overwatch one point one, I was like, you're not even playing Overwatch two. You're not even <laughs> playing the actual Overwatch two, like. Yeah. What are you saying? Like, just not accurate. This is just like at best he's being like disingenuous. At worst, he's just straight up lying. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, can you imagine if PT? Do you remember PT? Also, was like another game that was like a demo, like when that was like a huge deal, like the Resident Evil like beta that they or, like tech demo that they released, right? And that like basically took the like entire internet and entire gaming world by storm. Why are people not mad at that? That was just, I was just Resident Evil. You walk through hallways for 10 minutes. There's nothing here. It's like, fucking what? Like, do, what, what, what is the deal? Do people just love to shit on this game so much that they'll just like be like, whatever. Yes. You know, I did. And that's... Forget, all the other, forget all the other histories that we have of betas in the past and like what they, they've actually been. This game in specifically is like the problem. Yeah. I think, 
in the, at the end of the day, you can't. The here's the problem: if you if Avril can anticipate whatever the casual response should be, <laughs> or is going to be, then someone the at Blizzard should have known. And you then try to either take hold of the language or you try to have more or in some way, like intention and impact are divorced from each other. The, if the intention is to, you know, give something a little earlier, have Overwatch League play on a newer version that brings in new viewership, that's all fine. But you gotta have actionable language which people can use like if if they had called this 1.5 or something right or like whatever it is i i haven't come up with a good solution yet i'm not maybe there's none and maybe they they wrinkled their brains and maybe there's no good solution i very much doubt it though um you got a shepherd man like you got your sheep and you gotta shepherd them into like mm-hmm. giving your like giving it a good um outlook, basically. I think like, for instance, having it go to the content creators and them create content was one of the good decisions, right? Generally speaking, I didn't hear anything negative from the content creators coming out of the first day of the streams. Um I will say there is something to be said about them not still playing Overwatch. Like, if it was consistently good content, maybe they would still be on. Um, quick plays boring. Yes. I, I mean, yeah. And then yeah. maybe you... I th- I think, like, it's it's probably wrong to expect ranked mode to be in, in a beta. Mm-hmm. But maybe you mm-hmm. just do it. Like, just slap it on. You know, wh- why not? Oh, no, not, not ranked, just unranked. Unranked, it has the ranked rule set, but it's unranked. Yeah, for instance. I'd be okay with that. Yes. That with, like, skill-based matchmaking, that's fine, isn't it? Yeah. Like, oh, man, I can't tell you how much I hate that a map is over once, like, you pushed it in. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that feels... Feels bad. Um, And then, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think there's there were ways to have this be received better. Um, I am also cautiously aware that we probably like, hopefully, are close to another teaser of new content soon. Mm. Um, whatever that is, I think, generally speaking, if this is anyway like just like a gimme to the um to the Overwatch leak, then you can design around stages. I think they're a good breaking point. And then whatever mm. like content injection you have, but in between stages, like that's probably a good uh, content release schedule. But we like, I'm I'm getting a little concerned that like we, to be fair, like I already almost like prior to us getting um or like the the Overwatch League players uh, getting access to Alpha, uh, I already was sort of scared of Soldier not even being in there because we didn't have any t- additional teasers and I mean let's be honest uh, that was never going to stay inside that alpha right so like I already thought like that was mishandled I think that those trailers should have come out before the alpha even hit so maybe they just disagree on that and uh, we're getting like content much closer to the actual release which is maybe after stage one no idea 
also not soft leaking, just something that I'm speculating yeah. on. Yeah. Um but yeah, like I'm I'm getting a little like I, I wanna this is now what you need to demonstrate to me. You wanna be live service? Show me please what your aspired uh, release schedule is. And you have even the easy one because presumably you have several heroes backlogged and whatnot. Right? Like I think I rewatched the was it the grand final stream where um Aaron Kellogg mm-hmm. talked about like a couple of other heroes. Like that's pretty mm-hmm. explicit, right? Like it, it, like mm-hmm. also like you guys saying like are you guys seriously not expecting like uh, more heroes? Yeah. I think that's a very very like 95 percentile expectation that we're getting at least another hero uh this this year, right? Or rather this people, season. People forget Overwatch 1 beta, we had so many content releases and new heroes just during the Overwatch 1 yeah. beta. You get a, had a triple hit, people if you about guys it. remember. Yeah, yeah, we had that triple release one time. It's like, I don't get it. I, I just don't like know. Genji. Yeah, I just don't know what happened to... I, I don't. Me. The problem is, it's hard for me to identify who is, who is making these kind of comments and having these thoughts of like just assuming... I don't know, this is the final product and we're not getting anything else. Like, how do you arrive at that conclusion and who is thinking that? Because if it is actual Overwatch players, then shame on you. Because you know, you should fucking know that even from our first beta in Overwatch 1 that we had new content. Yeah, that's um, true. Shame on you. And, and if you. But if you're from outside Overwatch, then okay, maybe that's a little bit more forgivable, even though, I mean... <laughs> There have you been should, betas in the past that have you should you still be like, you should still be a little bit smarter than it. I don't know. Maybe I expect too much of humanity. I think is really at the end of the day, um, <laughs> the ultimate proof that dictatorships work is that you know people just don't know how, what to think. So you got to you got to tell them what to think. People need to be told what to think because they have no idea. Um, That's right. So here. so people like Donkey here are telling people what to think. You know, credit to him. He's he's being the internet dictator that he's wanted to be, and and people are going to listen to him and just have their opinions dictated to them. Uh, which is also what I do on the internet. So I'm playing the game correctly as well. Anyway, the point is that this, if we didn't have this beta at all, like, I, th- I think the real alternative is that we probably wouldn't have a beta. The, that's the real alternative. And so you're, you're putting this really weird spot where either we, you know, we either get this or we don't. And so it's almost like a lose-lose situation in a way if you are Blizzard because you either do a beta now where it's maybe a little bit half-baked and people get disappointed and people are upset there's not more or you don't do a beta and you wait until, you know, a year later when you got more shit that's ready and, and loaded up and you can do a bigger release. Then people are going to be upset for a year like, oh, you neglected Overwatch, right? There's there's almost no kind of winning here. Mm-hmm. The only solution would have been like, oh, we're, we're one year ahead of development. We're actually a year... Ahead, not a year behind. That would have been the solution, but that's just, you know, wishful thinking. Um, the marketing side as well, yes, you touched on this, which is really important, is a big part of it. I think they really failed to market the beta for what it is. I think you needed to have a very public statement, declare what the intention and purpose of the beta is and what it actually is compared to the real product and the final product, where you need to say, hey, this is a technical beta where we are giving you a very, very early preview on what our new Overwatch 2 PvP gameplay looks like. Um, This is not the final experience for Overwatch 2. There's still a full PvE side of the game that we haven't shown you just yet. And there is 
a lot more PvP features, including six so and so more heroes, five or five plus or six plus new heroes, including X plus new maps and a new game mode that we haven't announced yet. So keep stay tuned for that. Um, that'll all be coming later throughout the year in different beta phases. So please enjoy this technical closed beta for what it is now as we work on the rest of the content. If they simply said that, I just made that up on the spot. And that's already better fucking PR than what they actually did. Right? Uh, that's all they got to say. That you're just going to be straight up honest about what the fuck this is. Because otherwise, people like Donkey make it up in their own hands and they, they mislead three plus million people. By next week, it'll be six million. They'll mislead that many people into thinking that this is literally the final Overwatch 2 product that there is. And so... That's super disappointing. That's a, it's a very disappointing look. And uh, yeah, this video legitimately just made me angry because it was so misleading. Yeah, and I think to a decent degree, like you can just put it down to content farming. That's unfortunate. Like, here, here's yeah. the thing, Errol. How many clicks did, we get, get, did you get for telling this exact uh, reaction? Not that many. I'm a very small. I'm a very small personality compared right. to Donkey, but right. I mean, yeah, but like yeah. if if there's a good idea, then uh, he likes what? to. Play, I, I'll get here's here's the part that I respect. He's playing to what will get him the clicks, and what will get clicks on the internet is negative news about anything Blizzard related. Yes, in the moment, if you slam if you slam yep. Blizzard and you have negative a negative viewpoint on Blizzard, you get all the fucking likes, and you yep. get all the fucking comments, you get all the fucking subscribers, and you get all yep. the fucking views. Yeah. People love to shit on that. Yeah. The best part about the donkey video was that at the end he said it was still better than Valorant, which was like, oh, well done, okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> bonus points from me. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, and we talked about this pre uh, pre podcast, the podcast before the podcast was that factually stating. Now this isn't me. Look, I I both love and hate Valorant in various ways. I think it's a great game, but there's also problems. Um, so. Take that context as I'm about to go in this. This is this is this comment I'm about to make is not me hating on Valorant. This is just a factual comp comparison. Valorant, even today, as it currently stands with seven maps, twenty agents, still has factually speaking less content than the Overwatch Two beta. No, less okay. content. Yeah, than the Overwatch beta. Actually speaking, right, one to one apples to apples comparison. To make the statement even better for you, here's here's another comparison that's even more mind blowing. The Valorant beta that came out, had three maps, mm. ten agents, had fuck all content, had nothing in it, was bare, was, there was nothing in it, it was bare fucking bones. Where was my donkey video at that point, talking about how fucking stupid and shit and, and bad it was? I mean, there actually is a Valorant a video that donkey made, I might have to go back to them and, and revisit it. Was, it. it was a meme video, it wasn't like a... It was one of the videos where he just like goes around and just like has clips. Yeah, so not, not like, like a, a serious criticism it's video. Not like, like a think he did. piece. Yeah, yeah it's not like it a wasn't. Piece it piece. wasn't this. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't have a uh, nope. what is it called again in the journalistic world? Yes, like it was piece. a hit piece. A hit piece. Yes, yeah. It wasn't a hit piece or Overwatch for Valorant yeah. back then. My point is, why am I bringing up Valorant? My point is, no one gave a fuck during the Valorant beta. No one gave a shit that it was only three maps and ten agents. There was no content to play. It was obviously no ranked, no de no deathmatch just played the same quick play valorant right the entire way through the good news is quick play valorant and ranked valorant is still mr12 is still playing the name same game for the most part <laughs> so it's not like overwatch where you only play half the game it'd be like quick play overwatch ported to valorant would be like you only play attack aside and then the game ends and then that's it no, no you don't get to play the defense um so my point is is that 
Valorant had such little content in the beta and nobody gave a fuck. People played it. They loved it. They, they were sucking rights dick like you wouldn't believe. Um, because it's new, Avril. It's new. We've just, never seen anything they were, like it. They were, they were like hard grapefruit deep throating that shit. And then even <laughs> now, even now, you know, where again, factually speaking, actual fact, scientific fact, one to one comparison, apples to apples, Valorant, even today on live, less content than the Overwatch 2 beta. That is a literal fact that you cannot argue against. Less content than the Overwatch 2 beta. Um, okay, you could argue that there's ranked and there's like deathmatch and stuff like that. I'll give you that. But like, you're you're actually you have more variety of what you can play in Overwatch 2 beta from like heroes and app standpoint. So that's 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 where I'm trying to anchor myself. So before you come at me like, oh, there's ranked and Valorant. I know, I know. And they, it would be nice if we had ranked in Overwatch 2. But you want to get into that discussion? There's there's fucking ranked in Overwatch 1 too. So I mean, there's there's definitely more content in Overwatch 1 than there is in Valorant currently. So we can go there if you want. My point is. People don't seem to give a shit about that. People don't seem to... I'm not trying to shit on Valorant. I'm just using it as the example. People don't seem to give a shit that Valorant doesn't have a lot of content. But it, I guess it gets regular enough updates, you know, and that people are, are okay with that. Uh, is, it, is it just the case that people don't think that Overwatch 2 is going to get updates? Are we just not of the belief that people just not realize that Overwatch 2 is going to get steady updates, even though Aaron Keller made it pretty apparent that he wanted it to be a, a, a full live service game? Uh, and in his own words, he was saying something like, you know, we want it to be a, a game that's alive. I think he literally used the word alive or something. So, I mean, I, I just don't get it. Like, people are so down on the amount of content in a beta like this, but will happily lap up less content in a full release other game and have no complaints. Crazy, right? The cookie crumbles. Crazy world we yeah, live in. Yeah, no, like, you just got to frame correctly. You got to, like... Tell a story of like rapid improvements, novelty injections. Like, I don't know, to a decent degree, like I kind of get it. Like you don't want, you know, the same experience all the time. And if the gameplay loop doesn't provide like novelty for you, tough luck. But like that just like plays into the yep. point that Blizzard needs to have a better understanding how to roll out the same amount of content, right? Like I very much, again, like that's the same point, like, um, I may okay. He, like, as I said earlier, like Avril, you didn't give get even any social brownie points for pointing out what what was go, going to transpire. I wrote an article basically outlining that what situation we are going to be in. By the way, I pretty much softly people disliked me for saying it. People disliked me for for actually even saying it back then. Yeah, no, it's, it's all, like, all about you know, timing. It's not about what you do. It's like how you do it, and who says it. That's just like the reality of the situation. It's not about content anymore in, in the idea of like what is inherent in the content. We're past that. We're in a past like idea-shaped era. It's all about who, and it's, it's uh, about when. It's about finding the right timing and the right words to package the same like pile of shit for every single game. PR. Right. It's all PR. So yeah. Like, for... You know what's ironic? You know what's ironic? In, despite this entire generation and partially millennials, but a lot of Zoomers trying to be like all super genuine and, and you know, they like the scuffed production. They like the scuffed streamers. They relate to XQC because he's scuffed and they, they, they like, they, they pretend to be truth seekers. They want to seek the truth and they want justice. 
this is like the <laughs> the biggest generation of people who who fucking lap up PR that I've ever fucking seen in my life. They fucking suck the dick of PR like you wouldn't fucking believe. They eat that shit up like they they love being lied to. They in fact they hate being told the truth. They dislike you trying to tell them the truth. Now they don't want to hear it. They love sucking the dick of PR. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's also fair to say that most people don't like fully like either don't have like the emotional resource or time resource to engage with their hobbies to that degree. I think that's also something that alienates the both of us, Avril, because I think we are generally people that are pretty like heavily into the stuff that we do. And like, I can, because I care about the truth. Funny that like, I try to say, what are you, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? Yes, What are you trying to say? Huh? Why am I not? What are you trying to say? Mm, Let me think about, how we yeah i think that's also fair for you to say yeah i think if you're here and you haven't disagreed with me you can be in the club (laughs) (laughs) no it's 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 fair from from some point of view like i I can't even shit too much on the fans because there's there's some mode of like just being like it's your recreational time you don't have to care like about everything and like sweat your hobbies or whatever right yeah. But like, yeah, it, that's not my issue. It's my issue is then shitting on people that do care more, and like shut down their opinions, or rather like, uh, shit on like when they have a take that will inevitably become true because they have invested more time in it. That's my whole gripe with the situation. Mm-hmm. Like the article I wrote about that very issue of framing, and like I like I framed it as. Why you may have to decide if Overwatch 2 launched for you, right? And almost like that question is already sort of like, at the time I already knew that wasn't actually a question because we're not playing Overwatch 2 right now. At least not in my mind, right? So... We're uh, not playing the full Overwatch 2 in any case. This is definitely not the actual Overwatch 2 game. But like, if you're too far away from whatever, like there's... In politics, he calls it the Overton window, right? Like the 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 range of uh, acceptable policies that you can bring up to the public without being crucified, right? Something like this in like is is exists in every type of discourse. And if you're a little early on it because like you're involved and you're trying to ring the bells, it's not that they don't care. Apathy would be one thing. They will actively like sabotage your point and that's the that's the really like <sighs> tiresome point man like fighting that fight gets so tiresome and i think like over the years i've like i've gotten j- jaded to the point where unfortunately i now care less or just expect that to happen mm-hmm. while i know Avril, you are still in it for the good fight and you still have i a don't lot know of fight man i I, I hang up the sword every night before bed. You know, I, I no longer sleep with a dagger under my pillow. That's that's improvement. It's definitely mental improvement. I'm, I feel less depressed because of that. Mm. Um, I'm still depressed most days, but you know, that's it's what happens hey, when you same. come back with. It's what happens when you come back with blood on your face after fighting the good fight with your sword and shield day in and day out. You know, it it wanes on you. It wanes on your fucking mental. Um, yeah, we should probably start wrapping this up because we still have. Uh, a quick bit right. of news to get through. Uh, but the final thing I'll say is that before anyone comes out and be like, oh, Avril's attacking the fan base again, 
I happily admit that Blizzard fucked up their marketing. I think they definitely fucked up their marketing for this. It's not just on the fans. I think the fans could do a better job of like trying to sift through the bullshit and find the truth. Right. But I, I also respect that, yes, as Jessica pointed out, that takes a lot more effort. It's not for everybody. Um, it is what it is. I, I can't blame the people too much for that, but I, I absolutely do, along the, along the same lines of what, what other people are probably thinking, wish that Blizzard had a better PR stance towards... I mean, I, I even gave an example of what I think they should have said. If they just said that, they just told people what this beta was, there'd be less confusion. The amount of people that still think you're going to pay 60 bucks for this game is just ridiculous to me. It's like, yeah. you still don't, yeah. you still, you're still not even aware that it's free to play. Like, fuck me. Um, you know, it's just... It's the combination of misconceptions, misunderstandings, and just like misinformation being compiled together that then fuels a hate train wagon. That I'm like, if you're gonna dislike something, dislike it for the right reasons. Give me some substance. Give me something real to work with. Don't don't get on this fucking hate train. And, and you know, instead of shoveling coal, you're just shoveling lies into it. Like hate something for the right reasons, like I do. Yeah. I hate plenty of things, but at least I do it for the right reasons. I don't hate things because I've been misled. Um, so the amount of people that are like, oh, the, the, what a ripoff. This is Overwatch 1.1. This is all we're getting, you know, and Blizzard's going to try and charge me $60 for this, and they're going to do Overwatch 3. It's like, no, none of that is even fucking true. Yeah. It's not going to be in Overwatch 3. At the You're same not going to pay any money for this game. Like, at, at the same time, it would be very easy to advertise with free upgrades, right? Yes. Why are we not doing that? Like legendary. But they already edition. said it though, but they already yeah, said, they like, said it in, in, in like some bumfuck like panel no, 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 that you can't expect. In <laughs> no, in 2019 BlizzCon, not online, just the normal BlizzCon in Anaheim, Jeff gets on stage right. on the mythic stage and he says, and don't worry, no one's getting left behind. Yeah, I agree. You're gonna get Overwatch 1 is gonna get converted into Overwatch 2. He fucking said it. Yeah, but like, it's like everyone just forget. Half of these people were still like in fucking like different mental states in their life you can't expect them to remember you know like they're not living necessarily especially those that level that uh that criticism haven't cared about overwatch since hearing that you know, you know what the the real thing that i can't get over about society i've just turned this into a real different kind of uh <laughs> topic but it's a it's, ted it's, talk it's relevant. it's relevant the real the really the one the contradiction of real life in these days is you have again an entire society of people who are so apparently on the outside, they're so against misinformation, they're like, you know, I can't trust the government. You know, uh, I'm not going to get a COVID vaccine. I can't trust the government. And, you know, the government's lying to me and I, you know, the corporations are lying to me and all this kind of stuff. And yet these same dickheads will online just trust a random Redditor or a random fuckwit on Twitter and just like, except they just eat that shit up, just suck the dick of PR and Twitter and Reddit and just eat that shit up for free, no question marks. The only source that these dickheads have on Reddit is just like, oh, source, trust me, bro. And that's apparently enough to sway yeah. these people. And yet these are the same motherfuckers online and be like, oh, I don't trust the government. It's like, yeah, but you'll trust some random moron you don't even know on the internet. Apparently, apparently they're trustworthy, right? Come on. Yeah. I mean, that's America in a nutshell. <sighs> Yeah, but okay, yeah, once again, um, I think like if you just now advertise with free upgrade, free upgrade, like and to a degree, like you're getting the free beta anyway. Like I, I'm not sure like why yeah. everyone's so like you got access anyway. Like uh, it's, it's like now they're gonna yeah, it's like after you get a free beta, now they're gonna make you pay sixty dollars for it. Like no, nah. yeah, very good.
The amount of people that also is like, well, I'm not going to play Overwatch 2. I'm just going to keep playing Overwatch 1. It's like, yeah, okay. Which one's, okay. Which one's about to be deleted, dude? Good luck, which dude. One's about okay, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'll be there with you in your mind palace when you're playing it. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Oh, it's funny. Okay. Well, I actually have some news to talk to. If, uh, if you actually did what I said at the start during the intro, and I was like, all right, if you want to hear about the Chengdu stuff, you can go to the timestamp. You actually <laughs> went down the timestamp like, holy fuck, that's like two hours later. <laughs> wow. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Welcome to two hours later. All right, let's uh, leave stays. That's the headline. Uh, the biggest off-season news this week is we, we talked at length about the whole Chengdu thing. Can't remember if uh, Kenobi was, I think he was for a little bit of it. Um, but back then it was speculation. We're like, well, what could Chengdu do? And now we know what Chengdu do, and they do do do, uh, but they did keep leave, so they, it's not that do do because they did keep leave. So leave stay. I don't know whether that's because they failed to sell him, like no one was willing to buy. Maybe it's too expensive. Maybe everyone just got their rosters. Uh, overseas teams in America probably don't want to deal with the visas right now. So you know, Hangzhou and Guangzhou were the only other teams that could probably get him, and they couldn't afford him. I didn't want him. Who knows? The point is, they couldn't sell him, so they're going to keep him, and they're also going to keep. Jimmu, Gaga, Nisha. Was it Monk or Farway? Which one do they keep and which one do they leave? Monk is Monk. the one that's still there. Monk they kept. Monk they kept. And they also added a new player in Daisy, aka Dai, aka X-Ray from Team Chaser. No, 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 Riven from Team Chaser. Oh, it's sorry, not X-Ray. It's Riven from Team Chaser. That's yeah. why we got well, on Kenobi, because Kenobi knows the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, Daisha was was Dai on Team Chaser, then he was Riven also on Team Chaser, and then X-ray was the uh, main tank. So I, he's the one. I guess they're still keeping him technically because he was contracted under their, um, under their academy team. This feels very much though that like, ooh, maybe Gaga's not doing so well in in scrims. We need another off tank instead of that third DPS that we had. Is it? Um, it, it could just be. It could just be insurance. That's it. <laughs> I mean. I know a lot of people were pissed last time where I said Gaga. I like Gaga over Smurf, but, you know, it happens. I still like Gaga a lot in this comp in this team. Why would people I think be pissed? the biggest issue is well, it's because they're Redditors. What do you mean? Why would they? I mean, I think that Gaga is still has the talent to play like literally everything. Like I said last time I was here, he's played every main tank at a high level throughout his t entire career. Um... Daija is just someone who I think offers that depth, I guess, that they want here. Probably very cheap. Like, they didn't have to pay a lot for him. I think a Pritis contract... I mean, a Pritis contract... The, 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 biggest, the biggest crime here is that a Pritis is not going to be on an Overwatch League team um, mm -hmm. this season, because I think he was genuinely going to be Rookie of, uh, rookie of the Year candidate. Um, obviously, we all think... We all know that, like, Proper is going to be Rookie of the Year most likely, right? We just mm -hmm. kind of have... Yeah. Uh told ourselves that, but Aprita was going to be there, and now he's not going to be in the league at all, which sucks. Um, I think his, like, an Aprita leave DPS duo would have been disgusting. The problem is now is that they're stuck with Jinmu, and Jinmu, Volmel's not here, so I'll say it, Jinmu's a funny hero player. He can play Farah. Farah, not the greatest no right now. No one disagrees. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, 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 Farah, not the greatest right now. Flying characters kind of suck. If there's anyone who's going to play it, it's probably going to be Chengdu, though. Genji, luckily for them, is in a very good state in the current moment. So, like, Genji's, a, they can kind of like coast off the back of Jinmu can play Genji and like they can continue forward that way and leave just plays whatever else under the sun. But 
if we get to like these other parts of the of the year where Genji's not in the meta, Farah's not in the meta, Jinmu has to f- go very deep into that hero pool that's not very healer. He- it's like very deep. It's like the kitty pool. Sombra. It's going to be a problem for Chengdu. I mean, so, no, I don't want to see. <laughs> Enough of that. It was fine. Think, do you think they could? They should have gotten rid of Jinmu and kept the Prita? I, I have my own thoughts on this, but I'll get yours first. I so Aprita is a hit scan player. If you pick up Aprita, you are telling leave you're playing projectile DPS, mm-hmm. which is not something I'm terribly opposed to because it is leave and leave can play literally everything. But like leave's best heroes are like you know these heroes that like aim heroes like he's still very good at like soldier and I think he'll probably be very good at probably really good at the soldier 76 probably good at a lot of the heroes i think that jinmu already has that built-in synergy with leave for the three seasons that they've played together which is nice uh or two seasons well no it's- how about jinmu's synergy with his mouse hand man like <laughs> i don't care <laughs> what a fuck like th- this is one of the most overrated aspects in uh performance evaluation overwatch Get synergy out of here. Gunba is completely correct. It's all about matching the right players. And that shit clicks within the th- first, let's say, two weeks. And then if it doesn't, you will eternally suck. There are very few situations where, like, instant clicking synergy didn't provide, uh, d- developed o- over a time. Yes, you can, like, improve uh, team play. And especially for teams where you don't speak the same language. I see this improving a lot. But really, realistically, it's about like match choices and like how how players initially click and come together in terms of playstyle, which is very hard yeah, to the word, after the effect. So then the word synergy is like maybe they just want someone who's gonna be Batman to to Robin or right. be Robin to Batman, where it's like Jinmu's gonna be the player who's just kind of like there to fill the gap. Like oh, someone in, got when he's on right. his good. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Ah. Dude. When he's on his good heroes, Jinmu can be one of the best. Like, I mean, in Overwatch 1, I would say he was probably one of, if not the best Pharah that ever that like touched yeah. the touched the hero. I think he was that good. His Genji, while it's like very, you know, fucking di- very like feast or famine, when it's good, it's very good. Like he's been very good at that ca- hero for a long time. And he's kind of just like has his place on the team next to leave. When you bring in a Prita, would a Prita like the fact that you're going to have to basically move leave over to some other things that like a print is going to be the one playing tracer. Probably a print yeah. is going to be the one at that point, probably playing a lot of the hit scans because yeah. you can't play anything else. Reapers is best other flex, you know, projectile DPS. Yeah. And so you're keeping Jinmu there. Cause you already know Jinmu can like, can just basically play whatever they need to play next to leave at this point. And while the hero pool is the problem, at least from from a player perspective, just having him next to leave has worked in the past. And like just bringing in a Pareto over Jinmu adds a like another layer that I think that based on what Chengdu has put out as their team, they don't want any more risk. They want just like six players and that's it. We're going to be playing these players. No more shenanigans. We don't have the money to like pay anyone else. And we want the least Ooh. amount of variables possible. At this I, have a, I have a big what if. I what can... if it's none of that? And it's just because Jimmu's contract is cheaper than Aprita's. Yeah, that'd be. No. I mean, that's totally fine too. I, I totally. I to, that's totally probably likely because Aprita, yeah. I think, probably deserved a lot of money and probably was getting paid a pretty penny. I know that Jinmu reconstructed his contract 
this year, I think, going into this season. I think he's they reconstructed mm-hmm. his and leaves, um, if I remember correctly. But yeah, it's also very likely that he's just cheaper. But like beyond that, I have another one. It, yeah, okay, hit me with it, Avril. Uh, uh, you should finish first. Beyond that, no, that was it. Okay, nothing beyond that. Then you just lied to me. <laughs> um, okay, here's another solution. The other solution in my mind that I think would have been legitimate uh, is that I think Chengdu should have kept a Prita leave and Jinmu. Yes, not pi- I agree. N- not, pi- not picked up Daisy. Yes. And then do the two supports. Yep. Yes, I agree. Just play the solo yep. tank. And the reason why yep. is because plenty of other tanks, sorry, plenty of other teams are relying on solo tanks this season. I'm not saying that's the correct way to go. Yep. What is going to happen is you'll pick up Daisy. And no matter what, one of between him and Gaga, someone's benched anyway. Yep. So this guy's just not going to play. So if you're trying to make a six-man roster work, and I've shifted from this. I used to think the correct way is 2-2-2. Two, two, two. Now I think it's 3-1-2. And the reason mm. for that is because if you have a DPS sub, it's still pretty likely they could play because DPS has the highest requirement for hero pools and all that kind of stuff. Um, you're, you're playing solo tank. You just want the one tank anyway, two supports, whatever. You'll make it work. It's looking like we're playing main support, flex support anyway, so you're fine. Um, you you will 100% of the time never be using the other tank, whereas for DPS, it's pretty pretty likely you'll end up using the third DPS. And I think a Prit is yep. easily, like, I don't, you don't mean, mean to even justify this, but he's easily a player that you'd want as a third DPS, or maybe Jimmy would be easily. a third DPS, but you'd want him to be a part of your three DPS score, and that'd be a strong as fuck DPS line. Now, you just have to assume and hope that Gaga can do it all. If he can do it all, you're fine. But I don't see a world where Riven's better than Gaga. Is Riven ever going to actually Dude, be better than Gaga? Like I don't know. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you this right now. Riven Zarya is not better than Leave's Zarya. That's where we're at. Leave could play a better Zarya hypothetically than Daisy can. Right. Daisy's like fine on Zarya, and it's like one of the best heroes that he had because China basically just played a lot of double bubble as like the way that they um, the meta was kind of running at the time. But like Leave can play. Doom, Leaf can play Zarya. That's two tanks already covered. Gaga can most likely pick up the rest. I don't know. Besides, like, the money factor, it's like, why is Apritus still not on this team? Because it is an absolute crime that this player who's won not one, not two, not but three back-to-back-to-back contenders finals in China and won MVP in all three of them, the fact that this player is not on an Overwatch League roster, to me, actually, I'm more pissed that Apritta's not on a roster more than I was when Dia wasn't on the roster. Yes. Like, going into Al. Like, this is nonsense that this player of this caliber is not going into being in the Overwatch League. Here's a thought experiment. Which role is more contested in terms of, like, talent quality? Hitscan or Projectile? More contested in talent In terms of, like, where is the higher quality... Like, in the Overwatch League, if you think about, like, the average quality of hitscan and the average quality of projectile, who do you think is... Which do you Mm. think is higher? Uh, That's... I I personally think it's pretty straightforward hitscan. Okay? But I was almost going to lean projectiles just because there's so many good projectiles and maybe they raise the average because when you start listing them out... Your Pelican, I mean, Proper, Leave, Kevster, Sparkle. Um, there's more. That's just the first few that come to mind. Sure, but, like, but they're, they're just so elite that... Like, yeah. the, the worst hit scans are now Shacks or something. True. Right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, even if you, you for saying that, but... Even, 
I mean, he might as well not be, right? But like, uh, okay. Bottom line being, Hitscan is highly contested, at least as contested as Project Hell, correct? Okay. Probably, yeah. yeah. On which team would a Pritter have found a spot in China had he been available the entire offseason? Uh, probably instead of pineapple, maybe yeah. instead of develop, right? Oh, I think I think On I think uh, uh, if like if they had to choose between develop and they had to choose between a Pritta, you pick a Pritta. I don't. I, yeah, and I then think that's also Valiant important. probably. So the, you and then oh, yeah, no, who would love? No, who wouldn't? He wouldn't skip that. That's like four that. teams you could be. He could be on, right? No, 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 no. no. A Pritta didn't play with No Hill. That's he ain't taking him. He's not taking him. There's no pre-built synergy uh, between those two. Fuck this. <laughs> but no, but No Hill sees talent when he sees talent. He's not yeah. blind. So no, there's I mean, four yes, teams obviously. in a arguably more contested role in terms of the like the bottom line because I think this the weakest flex DPS are still weaker than the weakest hitscan dps so there's four teams where a prita could have landed had he been available now tell me which uh overwatch league team had jinmu entered free agency this year would have signed jinmu zero there no. is zero teams uh... other than the chengdu hunters yeah i don't i, I don't like you can maybe Thank you can you. maybe maybe at like the, if you are really stretching to me, you can argue the valiant and maybe the charge. That's it. Like literally nah, nowhere else. Choi, Choi yeah. Eileen is enough. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I mean, so like the valiant. If the valiant was searching for people, you get like probably Jinmu instead of innovation. I would say would be the person. Or you know, Becky's on fucking support now. I don't even know what. We'll talk about that later. But like. I mean, Jinmu's not getting any other teams in signing. Point being, no shot. Like he is a he is a system player. I firmly believe that he is a system player, and that system has to be on. Yeah. Point being, like Jinmu has overstayed his welcome as a professional in the Overwatch League, and we're now getting a three times MVP contenders player out of here instead of him. Like that mm. is lunacy to me, especially because I fully expect Leaves. Like, ability to flex be uh, between Hitscan and uh, Projectile. You're not utilizing that this season the, the way you built your roster now. There's never going to be a double Projectile situation here. You're, you're like, not using... Like, you're in a restricted resource situation and you're not using one of the best resources in terms of flexibility in the world. What the fuck? Now, I will say there's a very real possibility that this all was tried and in scrims and it didn't work out and they they are matching needs. Someone needs to explain that to me. What didn't work? Like, did uh, the Predator yeah. not show up? Is uh, yeah. it a complete no-show now? Like, a is, this the is Gaga is like the completely shit? fucking useless on off-tanks? Is that what's going on here? Like, someone explain this to me. I don't understand. It's the it's the same shit with Dia last season where it's like Dia comes in who is, you know, Chinese contenders, the best I would say at that point, Dia was the best player in all of contenders. At that point, like when Team CC was at their peak, Dia was the best at least DPS, I could say, in contenders at that point. Like with the performances that he had had. Proper yes was still like very good, but like wasn't even at Gauntlet, I don't think, that O2 team got to Gauntlet, if I remember. Oh two? No, they didn't go to Gauntlet. Yeah. So so at that point, Dia was like the best DPS player that we had, at, for sure, in 
the Eastern region, right? And didn't get on any Overwatch League team besides Valiant, which like obviously he didn't want to go on to because he didn't want the, you know, another winless season, which I can respect. But like, there's no way you can convince me at least you have some like hard evidence that like Aprita and Leave would not have been one of, if not, one of the best DPS duos that we would have had in Overwatch League. Top five for sure. I, unless like something disastrous happened between their communication, there's no way that I'm ever going to believe that Leave and Jinmu would be a better DPS duo to have than Leave and Aprita. Or just like getting all three of them and just not signing Daiji. Because I don't know why Daiji is here. Un like, I, the only reason I can think of is that Gaga is just performing so fucking horrendous on the off tank that they need someone else. That there's yeah. the only way that I can think about why he's on this team because I'm pretty sure his contract was severed when Team Chaser disbanded. So they would have had to go and get him again. And I just, I don't get it. I do not get it besides the fact that there's a monetary value thing to this, that they had to cut all these players. But fuck me, it's really depressing that we're getting to the point where we don't get to see Aprita in Overwatch League. It's very, very sad. And, and we're going to be missing out on one of the best players to probably ever play from like the Chinese region. And the unfortunate thing is as well is the timing and logistics situation means that he can't get picked up because he was dropped too late. So it's it's yeah. very Valiant-esque in terms of like the timing being a, a major issue as well. So I really hope uh, a product can find some success somewhere because he deserves it. Um, let's speed through some of the other signings here because uh, that was probably the main team thing. But yeah, let me just list off all the other signings and all the other moves and we'll kind of do a brief overview of them and everyone can kind of go over the ones they want to. So... What do we have here? Landon to London. That was a rumor that uh, ended up being a true thing. So Landon is part of London now. We have Vulcan to NYXL. That's a very interesting signing. I'll talk about that one. Hacker joins Valiant. People probably don't know who he is, uh, except for people here. I mean, I think I think Kenobi and I have know him. We've at least cast yes, him. Yes, we are. Yeah, we're we have uh, Belisaria to Fusion. And also, someone you and I are familiar with. Yeah, is there is it was there anyone else? Did I miss anyone? Or is that it? Uh besides the Daiju. Oh, XC to Florida. XC to Florida. That's the other one. XC to Florida. So they get rid of Mara, they get XC instead. It was already rumored anyway, so we kind of cover the rumor, but those are the players. So again, XC Florida, Vulcan NYXL, Landon London, uh, Hacker to Valiant, Belserita Fusion. Right. So where do we want to start? Why start start with Hacker? Why don't we get into that one? Because we already kind of like <laughs> We, we okay. kind of teased it a little bit, so. so Give us the historical rundown. Give us the historical oh, rundown. Fuck, dude. I mean, for those of you who Briefly. are unaware, Hacker, okay, so Hacker is a Sombra one-trick, and I know that term gets thrown around a lot, but I am not kidding. He is a Sombra one-trick. That's all he played when they, the when him and LG Huya, when him and LG Huya won contenders with No Hill as the coach, by the way, and No Hill was the one that gave uh hacker his shot from ambitious immortals if people remember ambitious immortals they were the ones who kind of i think pioneered this like doomfist main tank uh composition that was very popular for like a bit um at they like he only played sombra and i mean only played sombra throughout the entirety of that chinese contender season when they won in season one and then he retired after season two because it was, I mean, the gauntlet run that they had was awful because teams were like you can't just run sombra goats against us we're gonna clap you and they didn't do very well. LG Huya bustered out. They lost 
uh, China um, a gauntlet spot, which was not fun. Um, and then like, and then he retired. That was it. And I never thought we'd see him again. He came back and like played on like one team for like some Aurora Cup in 2021. And then suddenly he's in Overwatch League. A somber one trick has made it to the Overwatch League. And this is someone who will like talk about how like they didn't even think Overwatch League was a possibility, nor did they even really want it. So I don't know what No Hill is doing. The thing is, is I have full faith in No Hill, he's but I'm starting to get to the point. Uh, he is doing that on DA stream. I'm getting to the point though with No Hill where I'm like, there's got to be some sort of like payoff to this because you are doing quite a bit in terms of just creating your mind palace in the mortal realm. And I don't know what the hell's going on, man. It's it's you got five DPS on this team. Becky's playing support. You, you have a pretty decent support line, though, with Coldest and with Lengsa. Sashin is clocking out mid scrim at 1030 because he doesn't like he wants to get out like what this yeah. team. This is a team that like you can have zero expectations of what this team is going to do because there is so much going on, so many variables that I don't know how to rate this team in terms of like what they can do. Like, I think they'll probably still be last based on where I have them in my power rankings, but holy fuck, is this going to be like an incredibly interesting team to watch going forward and like what they do and what No Hill manages. Tell us the story about the song, by the way. You got to do that. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, in one of his retirement tweets, no, uh, hacker hacker was retiring, and he said um, when he was like starting to play Overwatch and starting to be a pro, um, it was during the time where the League of Legends Worlds were going on, and Legends Never Die was the song, <laughs> and he read the song's lyrics and realized that he shouldn't give on give up on esports. So, uh, yeah, he. He just wanted to be the best at something, the best Sombra. <laughs> I think there was a brief period where, along with like Doha uh, at the time, I think he was arguably the best Sombra in the world. I think there really was a time where I thought he was very, very talented and very good in that hero. Um, and it could have been argued, but yeah, he's, he's, he's has the anime journey, man. Like can between I, like, can I just going say? from Legends Never Die to like yeah, can this I just other say? shit, dude. Like, what kind of a fucked up narcissist do you have to be to listen to Legends Never Die and go like, that song is about me. I'm immortal. <laughs> <laughs> I will never die. <laughs> like, that's that insane. Me. <laughs> <laughs> insane. It's a banger song though. I did like that song a lot. Yeah, it was a really uh, good song. But yeah, that's, that's the, I respect it. I respect it. That's the brief history of Hacker, who I wonder if we'll see it all because boy, howdy, does there need to be a somber meta I mean, for him to be relevant? This shit writes itself. It's a somber one trick called Hacker. Come on. <laughs> this shit writes itself. Uh, I, okay, so he did play at Pacific Showdown. I casted that event, and I'll be straight. Doha did diff him. All right, Doha at that point, yes, I, yes, I think, was I, the best somber in the world. In fact, there's only one time ever. Uh, in an official match that I saw Hacker not play a Sombra, and that was in the final map versus, it might have been O2 Blast. He played Ash. He, on like, after failing three or four attacks on... Yeah, King's Row. Horizon, no, I think it was Horizon. Horizon Lunar Colony, RIP Horizon. He decided to switch to Ash. Yep. For like one fight or something. They played Ash Goats. They played Ash and, Goats. Uh, he did on King's win. Row too, I remember. There was a King's Row where he did this. Was he? Thing. But okay. yeah, I mean... 
I, when when I when I say that like he was the best, like I think before he like went to go play Element Mystic, I think there was like when you were just comparing them. By, oh, like, sorry, Element Mystic. Like, yeah, it was either Element Mystic or Ultra Blast. One of those two teams. They were both. There. It was one of those two. But, like for for sure. Like I mean, Doha like you know put his foot down over Hacker and was like, yeah, I'm the best. But like there was a time where like when they were playing in China, like Hacker was arguably one of the best sombers in the world maybe not as good as doha but like he was very very good and that team very played well around him uh or played very well around him i don't know what he's gonna do with this new sombra there's already other good sombras in the league like lip like i i just i don't know i don't know where this signing came from and no hill is continuing to surprise me so yeah that's hacker uh it's a five dps team it's such a good meme that innovation even made a tweet about five dps joking <laughs> about it um dude they need spectra and spectra needs to get older and they could just like complete uh, he is actually old enough he's he just meets the cutoff but he's not eligible until the end oh, but he okay. does meet the cutoff now right. spectra's on o2 though so he's he'll be fine he's in the o2 you know championship squad uh the, you know they'll they'll turn him into a monster i'm sure he already is a bit of a monster but he'll be even better my favorite oce player of all time spectra so <laughs> that's hacking who knows if they'll play who knows if he plays anything but Sombra? Who knows if Sombra's even going to be meta? Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. Not at the moment. Maybe later. Uh, if it is later and Valiant start winning shit because of Hacker, then I guess No Hill really is the, a god. He's the he greatest is. coach he's got, ever. He's the got the crystal ball. Coach. He literally has like, a crystal ball if he, if he does that. Uh, so that's that. Did anyone want to talk about anything else? I think the Vulcan sign is really interesting. That to me just screams kind of like, oh shit, we need six people. Uh, it's too hard to get another Korean player because visas are an issue. We should just get another, just get an NA player. It's a pretty performative. Get a cosmetic signing, and fucking put him on there. Yes, guy, you, you're an NYXL ex expert. Does that sound about right to you? Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I think from the outside, what is very likely to have happened is this team should have gotten more redundancies because like you are a full Korean roster in NA. You should have had more players. I'm sorry. Like the Orc had to pony up. If you're coming back to NA, you got to do it. Right? There's always going to be situations where you're otherwise fucked. Now, they... Th this, I mean, screams uh, just like short... Uh, short notice signing. By the way, I also have to th say this. This wasn't actually the signing that I was talking about when I was saying there was a signing that was ineffectual. I, I think I wouldn't be as big of a dickhead uh, talking about uh, Vulcan like that. I think um, like Vulcan as a player is definitely like someone that the rest have looked at. You know, It's not like a, uh, a bad player that I expect to never play or get playtime in the Overwatch League. It's just like it's not that you know, fortunate where he's landed, but it makes sense, right? Um, I think it stands to reason that this team probably must have struggled uh, in terms of, like, getting quality practice. Um, and as a result, like, their scrim marks are pretty shit. Like, pretty shit to the point, uh, but more so, I think, from what I could gather... The bottom tier teams are probably slightly losing or slightly winning against them, but they also have a couple of surprising teams where, like mid-tier teams told me they're not doing that well against NYXL. 
Uh, not that well, meaning like sub 50% or a 50% win rate. Um, at the same time, like some teams are also telling me like this team is completely disjointed and uh, how they act, uh, work. Um, I mean, and it makes Vulcan sense. Vulcan would have had some playtime. Vulcan would have had some playtime because yes. Cullen had to go back to Korea, right? Yes, no, definitely would have now. I think like it's very easy to say, see that like if you just look at the two um, sort of elements coming together here, you have a serious amount of mayhem injected into this, right? It's Yaki and it's uh, Gangnam Jin and it's Kuki, but Yaki really is the guy that gives up, it, like de demands tempo, right? Like, mm -hmm. if if it wasn't working, it was would be feeding. If we're being honest, in the way Yaki plays, right? And um, I think like that's that that just needs to click. Unfortunately, once again, I'm not sure that's something that Synergy can make up for. I think there's that like if that is actually a genuine issue, then this is not going to resolve itself into a position where I could see this team ever like performing performing at an upper to mid tier level. I think what might happen, I think their performance delta is probably peaking at like. Seven eighth during a stage in uh in the Overwatch League, but yeah, I, I mean, like at the same time, you can't really say for sure what their current scrim bucks are because like the quality practice time with Kellen was just wasn't there, and of course, like Kellen being like this big rookie prospect is a pretty big piece to this puzzle, right? I think from the outside. Man, if you're a well-resourced organization, six players ain't cutting it, man. Especially if you're one that's bringing in uh, South Korean players on a very like unfortunate visa situation. And at the same time, I gotta say, I think the visa situation for Korean players actually worsened sometime in March. Um, so it's gotten way harder to get people in now. I think beforehand, like you could turn it around like a couple of weeks could have probably made mid-season signings as you see fit i'm sorry this is a global pandemic this is not a viable strategy for you to rebuild your roster if that was what you're going to do like maybe you lost on a bunch of agents and you couldn't find anyone and like that's that's fair you, you still got to plan around it at the same time you kind of won some bidding wars for sure against other organizations so you already got the jump on them i don't know i think like there's like in the old situation, you just want backups in every position. So if if shit hits the fan, you can just bring someone in, especially when visa issues are in there, dude. Like some organizations had their visas revoked, their P ones, just like randomly. At some points, wow, like that can happen shit. to you, right? So if that is, that can happen, then you gotta have a a plan, and the plan being like throwing some no North American kid in there that doesn't speak Korean in your full Korean ro uh, roster, like can't be the solution as, as a top tier organization. Unfortunately, now Question. you're uh, sitting in the bottom. Question mark, Yisco. Mm -hmm. Do you think Vulcan gets invited to the Discord? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think they're nice okay, enough. Good. Yeah, yeah, no. I think they're nice, nice enough. Okay. This is Get on your cookie. Get on your cookie. That's that's yeah. bonus. That's all I care about at the end of the day. As long as he gets to feel like he's part of the team. Yeah. And doesn't get logics. 
Um, and no, I will never stop bringing that up because as long as it's funny to me, I'm going to keep bringing it up. Agreed. The day that it stops being funny, I'll stop bringing it up. But uh, that day is not today. Um, <laughs> any thoughts? Anybody want to comment on these next three signings? Velocirea Fusion, Landon, London, XC, Florida. Ooh, uh, Landon. Go on. Legion boy. I want to talk about him. Uh, very, very, very good flex. Um, who I think actually probably should have been in Overwatch League beyond, you know, whatever happened with London. Um, I'm glad that he's getting his chance now because I think he's consistently in Collegiate been probably the best flex support that Collegiate's had. It's like him and Luke, I think, currently were like the two that I were thinking were like very, very good. Are you including Ultraviolet uh, into this conversation? Or are you, this is like a Sans Ultraviolet? He was like there for like, I mean, UV was in was in collegiate for like a semester so discounting let's say all the redbirds players which which i mean luke mino was one of them was the other well luke was like uh i think he played main support when they were playing because they didn't have og so it was luke playing main support mostly and then um uv was playing support. uh but when luke moved back to flex support to play with maryville like i think that like luke's a f fucking nutter too luke mino um, I think he also deserves a shot at Overwatch League, but Landon consistently, like even when I watched him back two years ago, this the turn this collegiate national championship, absolute stud um on Northwood from the flex support role. There were I think remember specifically the Baptiste and the Zen were like the two things that I think were really the most impactful. Has insane carry potential from both of those. There were a lot of times where I would be watching fights, Landon just randomly kills three people off the bat, the fight like completely ends. Um very right much on. had that carry potential um and in a game like overwatch 2 i think there's a possibility where like flex supports can also be that like kind of like we were talking about it earlier where it's like you need to be dpsing and you need to be you know managing correctly you know where you're going with your healing and all that like if you're giving this guy zen you're giving this guy bap um if they're viable in any certain metas absolute star i think this is very very good shining um for london uh given the circumstances that they had to go through but like i think london well, how do you how do you feel about this team now with Landon in it instead of provide? Does this improve the team to you? Is it a side grade? So, uh, so I think that provide mechanically was very very good. I think mechanically was like very very good. I think Landon's close. It is a side grade. I would probably say. I I think if you're like asking me, you know, who mechanically was a better, I think provide had that edge a little bit because we, I mean, that was something that we saw um when provide was on maryville but i think that landon is just i don't i think he's probably a little bit like if we're if we're rating it on like a one to ten scale provide was like a nine i think like landon's like an and very easily could be like a nine ten i think he's mm -hmm. back and i think with like the good co with like good coaching and good um foundations around him like we saw at northwood like he's been getting progressively better um really really do think that this is a great pickup for london and i think that they're i mean i don't know if it changes the needle much in terms of moving it like where they were um but it's someone who deserves i think to be overwatch league and gets that chance that's great you know i think i'm a big proponent of collegiate i think collegiate is a great system so any success that collegiate players get i think is uh positive so uh i'm happy about that uh, i'll talk about balistry a little bit because i did cast him in contenders he I also did. Was um, 
what team was he on for? Was he on Chinese team at one point or? He was on. So, so the funny thing about Belis Rea is that when he came from FFF to Korea, I thought Belis Rea on FFF, first fabulous fighter, the best named Chinese org to ever exist. Um, well, not Hero Tested and Panther, right? Oh, that too. That was also a really good one. Legend Young Beyond was another good one. Um, but Belis Rea was really not that good. Like, really, really not that good on Fire on Triple F. Fighter. Okay. On Triple F. Really, really, like, I thought there was no chance in all heck that this guy gets to be anything over beyond, like, an FFF player or, like, kind of this, like, middling Chinese roster, you know, one of those Koreans who kind of just jumps over and is just eternally on a Chinese contenders team, right? And then he goes to T1, and Avril, you can probably speak to this, I think he got, like, significantly better from, like, where he was when he started like his T1 journey to like where he's like being able to get into it. Yeah. Well, he was on the new T1 squad. He was kind of like a new player on the new T1 squad. I didn't really know what to think about him at the time because I didn't see him in his history. I definitely didn't see him on Triple F. Um, and uh, it just kind of came in neutral. I thought he was an okay player. T1 took a while to get started, but T1 started to get really good. I never felt like he was truly elite, but he was getting there. He was he was starting to really compete. I, I, I definitely would have had Kellen still above. Um, but T1, I think his stocks would definitely be high if T1 didn't bow out of playoffs in the second season due to COVID and they kept on playing because I think they would have made finals. And if they did and you see him up against, you know, the Max and Jumbins, then you get to really like, oh shit, Bellasri is kind of good. Uh, especially if they do well and maybe even win. But it is O2 Blast at the end of the day. So they did beat Talon. So technically he beat Kellen. So there is that to go with. It's not a 1v1 in the tank, but... Uh, this guy stands toe-to-toe from a team perspective up against Talon and Kellen as well, so... Uh, I, he's probably maybe an underrated signing. I don't expect that he'll get too much playtime over Fury, especially if we're in the rumored kind of off-tank kind of metas that we are in right now for Overwatch 2, where heroes like, you know, Zari and Doom are strong. Yes, Doom is an off-tank, because all the off-tank players from Overwatch 1 are apparently playing Doom. Um, but... I've also heard that Winston is pretty decent in the meta. I've heard that Ryan, well, Ryan has had playtime in the Overwatch 2 meta. Could still be there in future metas. Yeah, Balistria maybe gets playtime on them. Uh, he's he's definitely not a poor signing. I think Jin, Jin, Jin and the boys and the T1 boys he's bringing over. He's definitely moving over some strong players. T1 are a very overlooked team from contenders because they didn't make it through all the players because of COVID reasons. Whereas I think people would be less down on T1 had they made it to finals like they should have. But T1, uh, you know, I have a lot of I have, I have a lot of excitement for all the T1 players. Bellasria is probably not as big of a name as like the MN3 and the Zests, but agreed. Yeah, I mean he's more than capable, more than good enough to be an L. I think he's an L level player now for sure, based on based on his experience and what I saw in T1 with his, with those results. Uh, so he's from his time, from what you're describing in Chinese contenders to now, there's been a huge amount of improvement. And gotta say, maybe Jin was a part of that, quite possibly. Certainly Fusion are putting a lot of faith in their season in Jin and the T1 boys, so we'll see how that one goes. So you know, take take that one, take this news with like, you know, a bit of a balanced approach, but definitely not a negative signing. Don't get too extremely excited about it either, because Fury is probably still going to be the main tank, or rather the main tank player in terms of being the starter. Um, but there's no downside. I don't think there's any downside to getting Balistri on the team. And he's a worthy backup for Fury. Um, and it's probably within Fusion's best interest to have a backup player for a tank position when 
they've basically got the other roles covered, even though I think people were kind of low on their support line. Uh, you know, I don't know how good Furies, Ryan and Winston are, so might be best to have somebody covering that for now. Um, yeah, and then there's... Uh, what do we have left? We have Xe and... Good to see him back. That's just Xe, really. Yeah, just good to see him back. Where... You have to kill Mirror for him, sadly. I, you know, I do like Mirror, and we're unfortunately not going to have Mirror anymore. Yo, but I'm telling you right now, people are underrating this Mayhem team, man. I think this team is oh, they are pretty good, and people are underrating the fuck out of them. Yeah, this DPS line alone is like sick as fuck. I think mm -hmm. people are about to learn that someone is one of the best prospects coming out of contenders. I think people don't give that guy any respect even though he's got the Team CC main tank lineage under his belt. Like, XE Hydron Checkmate, goaded. Someone in Adam, you have someone in there, goaded. Adam's also good, too. I think they're... I think, I think actually, Majid said he's on his way to Florida now? On his Twitter? So, oh, XE? Yeah, no, Majid. No, no, Majid. And that's a pretty, pretty big deal. Oh, Majid. Yeah. No, yeah, this so... team is a lot better with Majid. Don't, 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 don't fucking sleep on this team. This team... It's gonna gonna surprise some people, I think. Yeah. They're very, very good on paper. Yeah. Cool. That's any other final thoughts? That's about does it. I think we we talked about XE last time. And same thoughts. I mean, he's he's a great player that deserves a spot. And it took a while to get him a spot, but he's here now. So I'm just hoping he gets to finally play out a season because last season was really unfortunate. He probably would have had playtime early in the season as well, but it just didn't, you know, things didn't work out that way between Dallas and XE. So it's taken some time for XE to get back in. He's mm. still hungry. He's been grinding for some time. Top player. Uh, hoping for the best. Right. Well, final thing to say as we close out the episode, Kenobi and Joe have a Star Wars campaign currently for D&D, &D, which... You can tell us, Kenobi, when that's happening. Uh, it's happening uh, every Thursday. Not this Thursday, because Owl is opening. Um, but every Thursday, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, you can see uh, me and uh, Joe play some Sith Padawan killers. <laughs> um, and yeah, ton of fun. Cool. So Catch me on... Um, obviously, Owl is coming up as well in the next few days, depending on when you view this. It might be very, very soon. Um, I'll be doing some of my own personal co-streams at some stage as well. We'll we'll have an announcement soon for other things, including TCP. Uh, I'm also doing YouTube content now, so check that out. Bit.ly slash Avril YouTube. Uh, I made a couple of videos already. There'll be more coming soon. And otherwise, we'll see you in the next few days for another episode of TCP as we look towards the match previews and what's actually going to be happening there and what we think uh, is going to go down in the NA region because APAC has been delayed by two weeks to their COVID-related situations happening in China, so they won't be playing for a while, which means I won't be casting for a while, so you'll, it'll just be NA stuff for the time being. But other than that, thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you, Kenobi, for coming on the show again at late notice. Episode 229 had a big talk about the beta, talked about some of the new team, new changes to teams' rosters as well, and we'll see you next, next episode, which is happening this week. 2.30, coming at you soon. Overwatch League, Week one previews. We'll see you then.